93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. I got this email, and this is a solicitation of advice. It says this is from Melissa Murphy, and uh, uh, she said that she's, I've lived in Key West for the last seven years now, uh, still religiously, podcast every day, but I need some Philly assistance as medical anything here is non-existent. She says, I need Dr. Mike's advice. Uh, You've trained me to trust no one else. She said, I'm a baker and a cook who has lost her sense of smell and taste. (gasps) Should I put the call out? Sure. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) That's how we call him. That's how we call him. (laughs) She said, I also have a new grandson I'd like to smell one day. Uh, She said, yes, I'm tugging all the heartstrings intentionally. This S blows. The medical staff here is a joke at best, and I need real help, uh, even if it sparks a conversation so I can learn how people adapt. I don't know how long this will last. I can't smell a gas leak, fire, spoiled meat, even alcohol. Imagine drinking a glass of vodka thinking that it was water. Oh, my God. So she she didn't mention COVID uh, in the email. I, I don't think I, re- I read that email, Preston, and I don't think she mentioned that. Because well, I hope didn't. she would get checked for it because that is a symptom. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah. I, I had been, I've actually been corresponding with her, and that's the first thing I oh. said. I'm like, okay. how long has this been going on? Because that is a major symptom of COVID. And then is she was is saying, it a major symptom? Yeah. It is? Yeah. Yep. And did she get back to you? She did. And so it's only prior to this email, it had been going on for like a day or two. So, you know, I said, well, oh, go, did she get go, tested? go get go checked. get tested. And she was under the assumption that um, it would take a while for her to be able to go get a test. And uh, Preston, you did. I, I hope so I'm you not. can get it. You can get a test and you can get the results back They're They're taking a little bit longer. Yeah, they say two long to now. four days takes more like a week. Okay. Maybe eight or nine days mm-hmm. uh, because there's, there's been, a lot of people getting tested. Yeah, and yeah. he said now that more testing is available, there's um, more people bigger, getting tested. Yeah, bigger delays in the yep. results coming yep. back. So if it says two to four days, expect a week. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyhow, yeah, she should. That's what I thought. I'm not a doctor here, but I, I would definitely go get tested. Oh my God, 100. percent And yeah, it's exactly. easily, it's easy if you're having any symptom at all. You can go get a test on the CVS does them. Uh, and so on. So, uh, but she said, I can't smell my husband or our dogs. Uh, not to mention, I'm Italian and Irish, and I live for family and food. I am so lost. I'm terrified, and uh, uh, and knew a little reassurance thing will be okay. Okay, she's Need. looking for a little, little, little uh, direction here. I, I, I I've think... never asked such a thing of others, but I've uh, never felt so hopeless. She said, Aww. "So, Melissa Murphy." And it, listen, it could be that. It also could be. Uh, sometimes it just it goes away. It's um, called schnozitosis. Oh my gosh! Oh, yeah. and, 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 oh, I'm sorry to break this. Schnozitosis affects, but it's temporary. You have schnozitosis. No, schnozitosis affects over one million Americans every year. It renders you incapable of smelling your grandchildren. Uh, my both my mother and my grandmother had temporary loss of uh, taste and smell. It does happen occasionally, and, and like with my grandmother, I think it lasted for. Like a year or two, okay. like a, like a, l- a lengthy time, and it eventually came back. Oh, my aunt has hers is permanent, and she cannot taste anything, and she puts like a crap load of pepper on just to get everything some that sensation. she eats. Oh, really? So there's a little bit of uh, of something man. there. Yeah, I wonder how much weight I would lose if I lost my sense of taste. Because what's the point of like eating anything delicious at that point, right? And then you just yeah. kind of eat for fuel and that's it. That's true. Mm. Like if actual flavor, enticing flavor might not be as much of a concern for you and it might be easier to... Uh, see if you can have it shut off. See if yeah. you can get voluntary schnozitosis. <laughs> 
That's an album name. Schnauzer Voluntary Schnauzer it was not be their mask. That was their Sergeant Peppers. I don't know if they'd be a bit. Yeah, it's not a band name, but it's an album yeah. name. Voluntary Schnauzatosis. <laughs> then with the release of Voluntary Schnauzatosis, they set the music world on fire. Um, <laughs> I remember there when they came in with the idea for the Schnauzatosis project. <laughs> and I thought, yeah, let's do it. It was the it was the Sergeant Peppers. <laughs> I mean, it's a goofy yeah. name like that. So, um. <laughs> RC sniffing a hole with a RC uh, from Tattoos by RC has oh, no sense right. of smell. That's how he right. was able to tattoo the taint here. He did not oh, have to God. withstand yeah. the odor of mm-hmm. full adult male asses. So mm-hmm. there are upsides and downs. Yes. There are. There are. <laughs> Some people see the anus is half full. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that anus is half full. I can see it. Um, so, all right, keep that in mind. When a sphincter closes, uh, an anus opens. It could be it could be a temporary thing, but um, a symptom like that is definitely uh, COVID. That they yeah, yeah that yeah. may be uh, it's possible COVID related. So sphincter and anus are two different body parts. That's not the same body part, right? Yeah, you know what? That, that's a good question. I is there like an I airlock two separate? Yeah, I think there's a, a sphincter, anus, and rectum. Are those all three separate things? Or, they, or are they three <laughs> chambers? Yeah, <laughs> it's a it does sound like yeah. it. Does. They're Morgan, not licensed in your state. Yeah. Yeah. Morgan, Morgan, sphincter, <laughs> sphincter, anus, and we, we're not puckered in your state. Uh, uh, wait, that was who was that? Who was, uh, it was Cordell? Cordell, Cordell. Uh, Cordell. The, uh, we, we pissed them off. Right. We did. Yeah, yeah, that's why they quit advertising yeah. with us. I know Casey that there are there's more than one sphincter, right? So there's the sphincter that uh, we all know and love. Yes, near the no, anus. he's right. Yeah, and, and then there's one. Uh, there's a sphincter in your throat, uh, maybe, but I know that there's one in the digestive system. Digestive system higher up, like uh, at the base of your stomach, yeah, before your yes. small intestine, something along those lines. Yeah. Yep. And yep. then, then there is your butthole. <laughs> right. So that would be the distinction. Your distinction. Your. <laughs> there it is. Uh, I don't actually. That, that is an interesting thing. Are those are three separates? Yes. Yes. Okay. What the sphincter, anus, and butthole? Or well, not, I believe. <laughs> wait, wait, stop. All right, hang on. Sphincter, anus, and rectum, rectum are three different things. The rectum is the end of the long intestine, right? And then the anus is the very end, right? And I've, unless I'm getting this wrong, the anus is a type of a sphincter. And those, okay. and, all right. And okay. then the the rectum is the foyer to the here's, anus. Here's your Venn diagram. All anuses are sphincters. Not all sphincters are anuses. Okay. Mm. That's what my grandmother used to say. Thank you. She had it it stitched on a uh, a wall. With a butterfly above a vagina. Wow. (laughs) What's that, gum gum? Hey, Wait, speaking of poop, uh, (laughs) we have a new Daily Rush video. Of course we do. Uh, And it's about Amber. It's called Amber Turd and Elon's Penis. Or no, (laughs) no, it's called Amber Turd and Elon's Penis. Penis, of course, yeah. Uh, she pooped in the bed, and that's crossing a line for Casey and Johnny Tapps. <laughs> and you can watch the latest Daily Rush video now at PrestonSteve.com, sponsored by Punchline Philly, uh, Fishtown's first comedy club, restaurant, and bar. It was interesting to hear that that was a line. A bridge too far for you was that, mm-hmm. that line. Because for me, my, my you know my thing, my kryptonite is snot. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I can watch again. I can watch loved ones be you know splayed. I have no problem. But but snot, no, I can't do it. It's not that it's a line as far as like it grosses me out. Because listen, I've changed many diapers in my day, uh, so it doesn't like gross me out like that. It to me, it's just there is a I think a, a level of sanity 
that is lost when when you do that as a as a joke yeah. or or as a um it's wrong. As lashing out? Yes. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's wrong. I, yeah. As a show of defiance? Yeah. Or something along like those lines? Like if Norma Ray in that famous scene had jumped up with the sign and taken a dump. Now, right. that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, you Union. Watch. Union. <laughs> Union. <laughs> right? Union. <laughs> Union. <laughs> Union. <laughs> You guys remember that movie? No. no, no. I was thinking of. Um... <laughs> she said it's, it's a very famous scene. She holds, stands up in the middle of this yeah. workshop and holds up. They had all the machinery's on. She holds up a sign that says "Union" because they were being treated poorly and by the company. Took and she job. took a crap right there on that textile machine. Steve. <laughs> it was impressive. Uh-huh. It was her first Oscar. Yeah. Uh, Nick, I'm thinking of that scene in The there Sopranos, you if you recall. Uh, okay. She misspelled it. It says onion. <laughs> no. <laughs> she was onion. asking for onions. I love onions. Let me turn this machine off. <laughs> no, but wait, you want some onions? I misspelled it. What scene in The Sopranos? Uh, there was a uh, scene in, I believe it was The Sopranos, and it might have been, um, I don't think it was Sopranos' son. I think it might have been somebody else's son where he was being, like, bullied or something, and he was. they were in the locker room, and the kids... Response to yes. whatever was going on, he he craps himself. No, he crapped well, on, on the, the floor. floor. Yeah, yeah. And then you know on he purpose? had to go. Yeah, and he had to go under some psychiatric evaluation yeah. as a result of it that. It was the uh, that the character who ended up being gay uh, who left uh, Jersey to go hang out with Johnny Cakes up in Maine or wherever. And he ends and so, up getting killed, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah in a brutal death. Um, and uh, Phil Leotardo kills him. But I think Phil. Anyway, I don't know how we ended up down this path, <laughs> but uh, that kid does that in that scene in the gym. Yes. Yes. Okay. Oh, boy. All right, so uh, took long... onions, unions, poop on the floor. <laughs> if we do the backtrack, we'll find out where we went. Shouldn't we do that to jump rope, Casey? <laughs> onions, <laughs> union, poop on the floor. Onions, union, poop on the floor. Right, Kathy? I'm not taking part. No, come, on, come on, Kathy. Come on, jump in, Kathy. Onions, union, poop on the floor. Onions, unions, poop on the floor. No? No, I'm Kathy. mad at you. I can't believe you're, you're part mad? of this. Oh, no, that's a good chance. <laughs> Beat up spat of four. My Is mama it? said that you want more. Onions, unions, poop on the floor. We're double dutching now. Come on, man. Can you double dutch, Kathy? I can't. <laughs> Me I neither. I always wanted to learn. And okay. I, I can't. Could Were we try that in the studio? Because I can't do it. Were you too afraid to jump in the middle? I couldn't uh, time it I just, out right. Uh, yeah, I can't time it. I, yeah. I can jump rope. I'm an amazing jump it. roper. Can you do it? I, you can maybe. double the zutch. Will be the bill but doubles the zutch. Yes, I can double dutch. What the hell is happening? I don't know. You don't remember that song? No. Ilzy will move double the zutch. No. It doubled the Zutch. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> the double Dutch bus. You guys don't remember that? I do yeah. remember. Of yeah. course. Uh, no. You remember that? No. Oh, I'm getting. We it. probably have. Let's it. let's see if we can get maybe tomorrow. Try, try to do oh the double duck. Listen, I I'm not going to be able to do it tomorrow. I went for my first jog in probably. <laughs> anyway, I I went for my first jog in probably a year yesterday. Yeah, and my quads are. Killing me. If I tried to double dutch, you would see me cramp up immediately. I can't do it tomorrow. And Kathy, you but can't. By do the it? end of the week, I'll do all it. All right, all right. If you get if you want to get 
You want to get the ropes in here? We can try that. We have enough room to do it in here. I think we absolutely yeah. have enough room yeah. to do it. Okay. I, See, one I've of my never main... been taught. I, I don't know how to do this. Really? I, yeah. I can't. I w- always wanted to learn. Because I, I, jumping rope used to be one of my main exercises. Push-ups and jump rope. I was amazing at, like, the bar with the fake double dutch. I could do that. The bar with like, the fake Like, if you're at a bar oh, and yeah. you're on the dance floor and they... Oh, and there's a fake rope? Yeah, yeah. I'm, a, I'm yeah. so good at that. Yeah. Can you do that thing where you pretend fish someone in? You... <laughs> yeah. Dude, I would watch, like, straight-up double dutch competitions on TV. They're uh, so good. They are. Now, I can't do any of this stuff that we're looking at where they're, where they're doing I, these, you know, cross steps and oh. stuff like that. I could I could just do the regular. They're amazing. Up and down thing. So, okay, wait, regular double dutch. Mm-hmm. Are you going one foot, like right foot, left foot, or, you, or both at the same time? Right foot, left foot. Okay. Yeah. Um, you could do, no, That you'd be hopping really, really you'd fast. You'd be hopping too if fast. You, if you're okay. on, Got it. All right, yeah, I see. It, I see it depends on, on how fast the rope is going, and, and the cadence you use is... Onions, unions, poop on, on the, the floor. floor. Onions, onions, unions, poop, poop on, on the floor. floor. You never heard that song before, Kath. No, wow. I, I don't know. I was know. a roller skating classic. Was it? Okay. I don't yeah. know. I don't remember. They play it in Titanic. Stop it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's when they go yeah. down below. Yeah, and the Irish people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Real yeah party. That's, where they're, yeah. that's where the real party. Yeah. <laughs> I need to see that overdub. <laughs> yes. Yeah. When yeah. she goes up on her, on her yes. toes. <laughs> I, I may do that for you today, Casey. <laughs> wow. Uh, well, it's not quite double dutch, but uh, the NHL <laughs> is getting underway. The Flyers skated yesterday. Very cool. They did the first part of the uh, the practice with masks on. Um, everybody's trying to work out how COVID is going to affect um, you know uh, professional sports. They try to come back into uh, uh, the regular um, uh, you know uh, season or not regular season, but regular play. Um, so. There have been concerns and questions about how to address the lack of live fan participation. And in some cases, piped in audio clips or soundtracks from video games are being used, apparently. I would I would do, I mean, I, to me, do what uh, the Wings do, you know, with the... Uh, Playing music all the play, time. Play, play, but, but so soundtrack you know, underneath. You know what? Watching one of the, I, I don't know if it's America's Out of Town or one, one of those shows. Anyway, the one with Howie Mandel. Oh, uh, yeah, America's Got Talent. So I, I watched a, l- a small bit of one of those, and they they filled out uh, they filled it out with music, right? And they, just to have some kind of presence to make it feel sure. not quite so awkward. So, so like last night, Fallon was back in the studio for his monologue. Oh, no kidding. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they're, they're, and they're going to start to fill it out. And they're going to you know they, we're getting there. So the NHL is taking a different approach. They want to hear from hockey fans. Uh, team uh, season ticket holders are being are. Uh, beginning to receive correspondence from the teams, asking them to get involved. Instead of all fans, uh, they will probably be chosen because it's easy access to a database. They're going to have the ability to record and submit 30-second video and sound bites that could be included into the upcoming games. Hmm. Um, and you obviously have to watch what you're saying and also what you're wearing, too. Uh, they want like brands and right. stuff like that, but uh, the fan provided sounds will be heard live by players at the rinks, as well as used in the game broadcast and on NHL social media accounts. I think that whatever is least distracting to the players, I think a lot of times players just get used to the hum and the, the sort of drone of a of a crowd. Yeah. Yeah. So it can't be something too disrupting. 
I, I like the idea of just listening to the skates on the ice and, and the slapping of the stick. Chamber I, music. Well, no, I don't. I don't need any of that stuff. I, w- one of the things that I enjoy most about being at a live hockey game are the actual sounds of the game. Do you know what I mean? I, like, no, I, 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 yeah. To me, it's, it is very cool. Yeah, hockey does get quiet at points mm-hmm. uh, during the game, so you can you can hear you know what's going on uh, down on the ice. Would you approve of an arena harpsichord player? <laughs> Ooh, that is pretty pleasant sound. You don't hear that often. Or how about that thing that Benjamin Franklin invented with the glass? Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know that thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not the theremin. No, not the theremin. No, <laughs> it's large pieces of glass that spin in a circle. Ben Franklin invented the Moog synthesizer. It's, it's like when you go around a uh, a wine glass, make the. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Do that face again. <laughs> Benjamin Franklin invented that? He did. I forgot the name of that particular instrument. The turbine engine. Nick will, <laughs> Nick will look it up in just so a moment. So he invented electricity. No, no he, he didn't. He, he discovered, discovered electricity. He discovered that. He discovered lightning that. is. What are we talking about here? Double Dutch lightning bus. is a form of electricity. And, and the double Dutch bus. Yes, I am. Anyway. <laughs> the uh, glass harmonica. Not the harmonica, but the glass harmonica. Yeah. Uh, and then the Iano. Yeah, they invented the Iano. And the emphasizer. And the ums. Mm. Yep. All right. And hockey. Hockey. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so, is, that a, is that an umpit you're blowing into? <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you've ever been to like a um, like a league game, like a, um, a local team game or something like that, you, you know, yeah. where there's not much of a crowd and just a few people, hockey is still an enjoyable game to watch without the crowd yeah. noise and all that stuff. I still find it exciting. Nick to watch. and I went to a uh, hockey match for Brad Fox. It was yeah. one of the Brad Fox charity events. It was one of the best hockey games I ever saw. There it was, was limited, so much fun. limited crowd, but it was the brawls were fantastic, and it was great. But I, yeah, I think in all of this, all of the athletes, no matter what league they're in, they're going to be like they're going to be fine. I think it's us making yeah. the big deal. Like, what are we going to do without the noise, without the cheering? I think that they're. They'll be they'll be fine. They'll be used to it after a week. I think it is part of the professional sports figure to make a statement like, "Well, the crowd really helps us," and they, you know, to, to say things like that. And I honestly, I secretly think that part of them want to try it out and see what it's like. Maybe just yeah. without any fans there and say, "So, so listen, they're professional. They'll still they'll still focus on what they they still got to make money, mm-hmm. and their performance determines their money and and contracts and so on." So. You know what? They'll be okay. Did you They'll see be this, just fine. Did you see the story about the with the NBA of the um, the Instagram model who was already solicited to go inside? You know, they had the bubble. Into the bubble. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's going to be very interesting to see how uh, hockey does because their training camps are going to be in their cities. Uh, you know, Flyers are in South Jersey, and then they're going to go to Canadian cities. They're going to go to Toronto and, and Edmonton. The NBA is going to stay in one city in Orlando, yeah. and so to see how all of these leagues leagues respond, MLS is in Orlando as well. Um, by the way, just speaking about the Flyers and hockey in general, I think we're going to have JVR on Thursday. He's going to give us a call, so we can ask him about playing in front of. Very little noise. Yeah. yeah. And if you can double dodge. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And if he... On, <laughs> on skates. Oh, my God. I wouldn't doubt it, man. Some of those uh, some of those drills they do, they're they're jumping up and down like that. <laughs> We're watching the footage from Titanic, the dance scene, with double dodge plus play. <laughs> All right. We're going to learn how to double dutch this week, Kath. 
Yay. I'm so excited. <laughs> Anyhow, so if you're a season ticket holder, they might ask you to record something. Uh, the league explained submissions need to be free of any possible copyright or trademark issues. And uh, told the recipients to avoid the appearance of paintings, posters, professional photography, or any other art in the background. As well as to avoid wearing apparel that shows any brands. Sure, to be nude. Uh, the material submitted should include expected reactions to goals being scored and can be specific for each team. So if you want to... Yippee! Uh, you know, I mean, like, um, I don't know, what are some of the regulars at the uh, at the Flyers game? I mean, just the, the for, Let's Go Flyers chant. That you, well, besides that, maybe like players' names. Is, are there, is there anything going on right now? People will chant Rue when uh, G scores, when Jeru scores. So okay. it'll sound like a boo, but they'll go Rue, you know, so stuff like that. So that's what they want. Yeah. yeah there was a wooing thing there for a while that, oh. uh, who do you call it, hated that? Yeah, um, uh, Jake Voracek hates yeah. that. And it's, yeah, it's it's the Ric Flair yeah. woo and uh, players. <laughs> <laughs> Let's change yeah. it to so that. We can send it to that. <laughs> Please. <Yeah. laughs> I'll send me in doing that. I would love that. Yeah. I, would love that. I so terribly want a Philadelphia athlete to just have the last name Wilson because there's a fish song where everybody chants Wilson, and mm-hmm. I think that would be great inside the arena. They do it at um, uh, Seahawks games. I know. For Russell Wilson. I'm so yeah. jealous. I know. It's cool. <laughs> and they use the, they use the music? The they fish do, song, yeah. Wilson? Yeah, you hear the... Like, Wilson! Wilson! Okay. Da-dun. Are there any players named Susudio? <laughs> Johnny Sasuke. Yeah. Not that I've checked. No. I don't know. There was one named Minigata DeVita, but <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's anybody a long time for it's Ina. Yeah. All right, uh, we got to take a break. Stay with us. Not only can you hear Preston and Steve, you can see them too. Check out the Weekly Rush on Xfinity On Demand. New episodes, you guessed it, weekly. Hi, I'm Steven Singer, the I Hate Steven Singer guy. You know what I hate? Disappointing my mom. You buy your mother roses, and a week later, they're dead and forgotten. What if you can get a long stem rose that would last forever? Go now to IHateStevenSinger.com and see my famous roses lavishly dipped in 24-karat pure gold in exclusive colors. The only rose guaranteed to last a lifetime. They start at $59. Order by 5 p.m. Eastern Time today with free shipping and have it arrive by Mother's Day. Only at IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. I saw this story this morning. This made me smile. I think this is great. And I want to I want to get some feedback on people who have have made a pact in their lives right. with someone. And whether whether you just had this longstanding agreement or you've ever had to make good on whatever this pact may be, because a gambler who promised his friend that he would split his lottery winnings with him if he ever won, has made good on his pledge after winning $22 million in the Powerball jackpot. Oh, good for him. And he's going to give his buddy half of the money. Oh, that's Half of his $4 million winnings. (laughs) (laughs) That's what it it says, split, so I'm assuming it's half. Yeah, I won $4 million. Really? Thomas Cook and... Thomas oh, no. Cook and uh, Joseph Feeney have played Powerball Weekly since it started in 1992, and they made their vow back uh, back then while they were dreaming of what they do with the cash if they ever won. So nearly 30 years ago, wow. they made this agreement, and they're sticking to it. So I saw the story. What I didn't wow. find out, Preston, is had they are they close? Have they gone in and out of each other's lives over the time? Good question. 
because uh, that would even add an extra element of commitment to this. But regardless, yeah. it's still generous. Uh, if if you have a pact, if there's an agreement that you've made and you're, you're going to stand by it, whatever it may be, I'd, I'd like to hear about it because, uh, you know, some of these have legs. 215-263-WMMR or somebody who, who kind of welched on their deal. In in the pack that you are going to be willing to yeah. follow through on, um, Feeney originally, by the way, thought that Cook was kidding wow. when he uh, told him that he had won the jackpot. Neither Cook nor Feeney have extravagant plans for the windfall. They're both now just looking forward to a comfortable retirement. I don't know how old they are, uh, but uh, we're looking at a picture of them. So they they look like they're you know over fifty years old. Yeah. So good for them. Yeah, yeah. I, I wonder if the pact of hey, if I'm not married in fifteen years and you're not married yeah. in fifteen years, do you think those have ever come true? I made that one. Yeah. Time. Did you really? Yes. Did, and it wasn't with your current wife, I assume. Oh no. Okay. It no. was with his first wife. And okay. it, to be honest, it was just to get laid that night. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. No. And uh, oh my god. we were drunk and sure. yeah, sure. All right. Absolutely. And oh my god. But they no, actually I never would have made good on that. No way. Sorry. It was Rochelle's mother. So yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, though, I bet you, so I had made that same pact with a friend, Marlene. Um, I got married, though, so I'm okay. Right? You yeah. didn't have to. Yes. Me, too. I yeah, got married. Yeah, yeah, I got married, and I, yeah. found, I found the perfect woman for me, but uh, Marlene would have been the, the fallback. Um, <laughs> I did make a pact, though. My, my friend that I, uh, this is years ago, and he I haven't communicated with him in years. So it, I said, if I'm ever very sick and, and in pain. I want you to come and and put a bullet in me. Huh. Shut yeah. up. Yeah. So like like uh, you know this is what if if I am uh, I want you to be the one who takes me out. Wow. And we made this pact because it was I, I don't forget which in the news case was going on at the time <laughs> and I'm like I'm thinking I wonder how good he is at assessing my pain. Wow. Like like but I mean it was it was sort of that pack like when all that talk before um, Kevorkian and all this yeah, stuff, yeah, yeah, I'm like, yeah. man, I don't want to. I don't want to yeah. wither away. Yeah. I don't want to be, you know, where no one is is assisting me in this, and I'm trapped in my own body. I think we would both seen that movie, uh, Johnny Got His Gun. Do you remember that movie? I mean, remember uh, the title. I don't about remember the, the movie. The the the, 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 um, the the soldier who's trapped in a bed, and he's he's he, you're hearing his thoughts, but he's in pain, and he can't. Communicate. Oh, that's what uh, one from Metallica is about. Right. Yeah, right. Okay. So that's that story, and I okay. think that's what spurred that conversation on. Steve, so we made that pact. In my mind, I have the the scene from The Revenant when uh, uh, Tom Hardy's standing over him going, just blink your eyes if you want me to kill you. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I'm just, he's gonna <laughs> blink anyway! <laughs> my eyes are burning! <laughs> Pull my finger. <laughs> if I fart, I'll kill you. Uh, hang, hang on a second. Here are some calls coming in, and uh, we want to hear about your pact. 215-263-WMMR. Whether or not oh you've made good on it, or it has, it's still the long-standing pact, or maybe even somebody uh, kind of welched on it. Let me go to our first caller, who is anonymous. You're on the air. Good morning. Good morning, Preston. Steve, how you guys doing? Doing well. Good, buddy. So, tell us what your pact was with who and, and how this all happened. Okay, this was my best friend growing up um, from high school. We grew up all through uh, life. I want to start off saying, too, that uh, I'm a recovering addict. So, anyway, long story short, when we were really young, we had a pact that if one of us died, we'd snort the other one's ashes. Snort the other one's ashes. Oh, my okay. God. Snort or smoke? Snort. And uh, we, were, we were both messed up on drugs really bad. He actually did pass. Oh. And I was still using, and I actually did it. Did a you long snorted? Long. Oh, my God. You snorted your friend's ashes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. He was like my bro- blood, blood brother. I'm sorry. Wow. A <laughs> couple of questions here. Uh, okay. yeah. 
Number one, um, did you did you mix it with uh, cocaine or something to when no. you were snorting? You didn't. No, just straight. Oh my god! Okay, so so it was uncut. It was, it was Joe uncut. Yeah, pure Joe. Pure Joe. It was pure uncut Joe. with the little. It was cut with the little Peter. And and how, did you just do a a bump or a line or? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it wasn't nothing major, but it was. Uh, okay. Yeah. May I jump in with a quick question here? So it was so. Really a gag or nothing like that. Was it was it a fine powder? Because I have my mother's ashes, and there's there's bit of brown like particulate matter yeah. in it. Yeah. This was this was like nine years. I think it was. I mean, I was chugging beers when I did. It was just. <laughs> All right. Oh my. Yeah. Did you actually I, I, take? I, 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 I'm three and a half years clean now, so. All right, well, good. Did you actually take a razor blade and chop it up a little bit, or? Um, no, I know. I used my license. <laughs> His license. <laughs> I don't God. Know. So that's good. outrageous. You made good on it. You did. You, you you honored his memory. Good for you that you're clean and and and, and keep going. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Were you alone, or were other people with you when you did this? Um. Well, there were people there, but I kind of just snuck off and did it. It was like uh, just a thing in my head. You know what I mean? Wow. You know, you when you do, but you, in your mind too, and obviously you're, you know, you're effed up at that point. But I mean, still, you you make a pact, and you when you, like, you wow. know, when I remember my friend and I made it. Thanks, it was man. it was like you know we were we, it was I I wasn't drunk. I don't drink. I you know so and he he was the same thing. We were both seeing this very profound thing, saying, "Man, if I ever get that bad, I I need you to come and take me out." And uh, yeah. you, you, you would, I think you'd want to honor that, you so, know? Um, I mean, going along with it, you know, doing something with the ashes of the deceased, uh, you know, my buddy's um, aunt, uh, you know, I, I, like each family member had some of the ashes. And so her wish was to be spread uh, into the ocean. But she specifically requested that as the ashes were being spread, the song Bitches Back was playing. From right? Elton John? From Elton John. And uh, my buddy was like, ah, I'm not going to do that. I'm like, dude, this is what she asked. This yes. is what she wanted. You've got to honor it. I know it sounds silly, but it's not your call. He wanted you know? We've Got yeah. Tonight. Yeah, so I made, I made him download the song. Yeah. <laughs> We've Got Tonight? Yeah. So did he do it? Yeah. Yeah, right, good. Yeah. That's... You've got to. Yeah. It's, it's the request. Yeah. <laughs> I, my, my question to that one guy, though, is um, do you think your buddy would have snorted you? Yeah, that's yeah, a good. That, that is a, that is a very good question, Case. And I wish I'd, I'd, you, I'd you, let him go, but. but you can't enter into that thinking that way. You've you've got to. Uh, you've you made the declaration. Like in this case, obviously, money is a more. Yeah, it's a more wonderful thing. A lot yeah. of these things, these are end of life situations. But um, you know, I I wonder in the long term how many people. And we've you've had stories. You've had stories in the bizarre file about people who balked at those promises. Yeah, yeah, it's happened. Yeah. Uh, let me go to Mike. Uh, Mike, you're on the air. Good morning, sir. Hey, good morning, guys. Welcome, welcome. How are you? Good. Wonderful. Thank you for welcoming us. What what <laughs> is uh, what's your your packed story, sir? Oh my God. So I moved here to the Philadelphia area from Louisiana in 2003, and my best friend Tiger said to me, "You can't have a Philly cheesesteak till I come to visit you." Okay. Got a real Philly cheesesteak. <laughs> yeah. I have yet to have one. How, how long you have you lived, lived here? One yet. How how long have you lived here, Mike? Since 2003. Dude, come on. Dude, Tiger sucks. Then your friend needs to come here. I know, right? <laughs> well, God bless you what? for honoring that. That uh, He needs to understand, though, he, Tiger's dropping the ball on this one. Mike? Mike? Yeah, yeah. You have his phone number? Uh, I do. Hang on a second. Yeah. Marissa's going to get calling. it from you. We're calling him right, calling now. Hang on. right now. Hang on. Hang on. This is Marissa, yeah, get his phone number. We're getting Tiger on the line right now because we. this is... Oh. He, either he comes... How can he have lived here this long yeah. 
That's, that's wrong. Two things. Either he either he makes good and arranges a trip, yeah. a or b he gives him special dispensation, right? So that uh, uh, so that he can enjoy it. But thing. also, uh, you have to let your buddy Tiger know that he's going to be getting a phone call from a, a number he doesn't know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody answers the phone anymore. Marissa, no, I- Marissa. Tell Mike to text him real quick. Okay, thank you. All right. No, at this point, he's <laughs> waited this long. The guy can't say, no, go ahead, have one. He's got to come here. All right. You know what I mean? I almost want to fund his trip I, here. I yeah. totally want to fund his trip and, here. And, and, come here. And get this guy yes. here. I want to I want to break up this friendship. <laughs> I mean, no, listen. I think, I think no. it's cruel. I, I, I think we need we need a cheesesteak. We need to make that happen. <laughs> All right, funding his trip. By the way, I mean, like he could probably fly here for seventy bucks right now. You know, airline Great. tickets. I'll pay not- seventy dollars <laughs> to get him here. Yes, yeah. So yes. Uh, that that's wrong. That's wrong on many levels. <laughs> I mean, since, Poor man, since Mike. Two thousand and three. Yeah. And you're living, and, and the food most associated with your new adopted home has not crossed over your lips. How many like times a- has he walked by an establishment and smelled that wonderful aroma coming out the front door? I mean, at this point, the dude's like from Philly. Like you've yeah. been yeah. here that many years. You say, yeah. yeah, oh no, I'm from Philly. Come on, man. <laughs> uh, let me go to Justin next. Hey, Justin. Good morning. Hey, everybody. It's good to have you on this month. Uh, never mind. I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It's tough. It's Baba tough. Tuta, Baba Tuba, Badu Gaga, Baba Up. There we go. Thank you. Um, All right. What's up, Justin? So, uh, me and my uh, best friend, uh, back when we were, like, 16 or 17, like, made a pact. We were having a bit of a tough time in life being, you know, getting into our later teenage years. And we just, we made a pact for something to look forward to, that we'd be each other's best man. And each other's wedding when we, you know, when we eventually got married. Yeah. Um, I think just uh, about twelve years later, I got married at twenty-eight, and he was my best man. Okay. He's not married yet, but uh, it's still, you know, still hoping that uh, that pack comes. Do you think he'll okay. be his best man? I, I'm sorry to interrupt. You. No, no, Justin, have you gone on to make better friends since then? If you know what I mean, people that you're a little bit closer to than him. No, I mean he's still like. I'm I'm a bad friend. I'll just start with by that. You know, I get I get very occupied with work and everything going on in life. So I don't call as much as I should, but mm-hmm. uh, I still consider him. You know, he, he's he's my brother. I grew up with him, and like it, it, he's like he's always he always be the first person I like if I need help with something or I you know I call him. Well, he sounds like a good friend. Could you perhaps work out a deal where he could rescind that offer if you allowed him to have a cheesesteak? Would that work? <laughs> this way, you get uh, out of it. Because I mean, I, I mean, if he's not getting married, I mean, do you think will you follow through completely? I mean, you know, it, wherever he is, you'll go and you'll you'll return. Oh, oh absolutely! All right, drop whatever I'm doing. It's that's all that matters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's interesting. Thank you, Justin. I appreciate it. I because I had my best man at my wedding, a buddy named Ben, is not my what I would call my number one right now. We've we're still great friends. I mean, you can't. So I hear you talk about him in such a such a bad way. I know. I just beat <laughs> up on him all the time. But at the time, you know, my my buddy Steve is a closer friend. Right. We, we've had a, a tighter relationship. Um, but I but Ben and I kind of made this agreement a long time before oh, really? that that we would be each other's best man. We were the closest of friends at one point in high school. Was that problematic when you actually had no. to make the request? No, Steve understood. Yep. So a good friend would understand that. Yeah. Uh, but it, it it could cause an issue. My best man was my um was dad my dad yeah and though i had asked ahead of that rockstar rob so. <laughs> he said no and, uh, 
and it, it got it got weird. I guess so. Yeah. It's I still guess weird. So. It's yeah. still yeah. weird. Yeah. Yeah. Sensitive. No. Uh, by the way, here's a text that says, uh, "I made a pact." With my high school girlfriend, that if we were still single by the time we are 27, we will get married. I am 22 right now. Okay, 27 is a little young. <laughs> uh, yeah. Twenty-seven. I'll be in a retirement home. You might want to like um, put an addendum to that uh, to that pack. That hey, all right, twenty-seven is uh, is a little. You know, it's only five years away. By the way, I just priced out flights. You can fly round trip from New Orleans to Philadelphia on next Tuesday and go home Wednesday. Round trip, yeah, seventy five dollars. Oh, we could do that. We can do that, no yeah. problem. Okay, they're on the line. Oh, uh, I got Mike. Mikey, there. I'm here, sir. Uh, apparently, we have contacted Tiger. Marissa got him on the line. I'm going to conference him in right now. Okay. Oh dear Lord. Okay. All right. Let me let me get. Hey, uh, is this Tiger? Good morning. Hey, so, how are you doing? Hey, Good, Tiger. Tiger. How are you, man? Well, I'm good now. <laughs> well, you're, you're on the radio in Philadelphia. We're the Preston and Steve radio show, and uh, we were having a discussion with people who have made a pact with others in their life, and it keyed off a story of a guy who won the lottery, and about 30 years ago, he had t- he and a friend had agreed if any if either one of them won the lottery, they were going to split the money, and they did it, and we were amazed. So we were taking calls from people who have made pacts in their lives, and Mike called in, mm-hmm. and Mike, who's on the line right now, had said. That he made a pact with you when he, Mike, and where did you and uh, Tiger live? What city did you live together in? Uh, we were in Shreveport, Bossier City, in uh, Louisiana. There in Louisiana, right. and how long have you have you guys been friends? Oh gosh, what, oh, 1994. Uh, okay, okay. okay. and Tiger, he said you guys made an agreement that Mike would not have a cheesesteak until you came to visit him. And Mike, how long have you lived in Philadelphia? Since 2003, but I've lived away from Louisiana since 97, Okay, but I moved here in 2003. Since 2003. So it's been a long time, Tiger. Why haven't you come to visit Mike? Oh, man. The, you know what, guys? The economy is so bad here in Louisiana, and I told him to eventually. I'm trying to leave Louisiana. Let me put it to you like that. Okay. I'm trying to leave Louisiana. Okay. okay. All right. I got you. I mean, look, look. I would leave Louisiana for a, 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 a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. <laughs> I, I hear you. Tiger, we may have a solution, right, Preston? Yep. Tiger, what if we bought you a round-trip ticket to Philadelphia? Because this is a crime. In our minds, this is a crime that Mike has been here since 2003, and he has never had a cheesesteak. We'll even pay for the cheesesteaks. Yeah. Whoa. Oh, wow. I mean, that's, oh, seven, wow. that's 17 years, is it not? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. The flight and cheesesteaks. This is a crime. As, as Kathy was saying, Mike is now from Philadelphia. Yeah. He's been here long enough. And he's never had a cheesesteak. Now, I do have a question: Is is Louisiana one of the states that you can't that you have to quarantine? I think on on cheesesteak related items, you don't have to quarantine. Okay. Oh, All right. well, yeah, we're, yeah, uh, we're like we're like yeah, we're Texas. We're three hours from Dallas, and yeah. we're trying yeah. to you know keep my we're trying to keep my sister, my niece and nephew from coming to visit my parents. You know, and it's just. one of those things we're trying to get them to stay home. You know, yeah. there's a so, point yeah. at which you put. Too much value on life. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I think you've exceeded that now. Yeah. You don't know how good these sandwiches are. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, trust me, guys. I look at them on Food Channel or YouTube, and I'm like, yeah. 
I know I have to get up there, and I know that my friends. Oh, wait a second. Yeah, you know, Tiger, you're looking at him on TV. Mike's looking at him, like, through the restaurant window <laughs> or sitting in the restaurant, yeah. and the people at the next table are eating it. The person across yeah. from him. has had one, but I have not. Okay. Is there a way we could get him here, like a la a nursing home, and have him on the other side of a of a protective, or in like a hazmat thing, or one of those mobile, and just have him so that when you like when you go to visit Gum Gum on her birthday, you know, so he's eating a cheesesteak, and they're both hey. in, they're both in the same geographical area safely eating a cheesesteak. Technically, Tiger would only have to touch down on the runway. To cover the agreement yeah. that Tiger just has to come to Philadelphia for Mike to have a goddamn cheesesteak. <laughs> would airspace even? Would airspace even? Mm-hmm. I could wave at him in the plane. Hi, yeah. yeah, you could do that. But you know what? I did say to him. I said, "Why don't we split one? You buy one and send my half. You know, next day up uh, there." <laughs> <laughs> I told him it's not the same. It's got to be here. Yeah, yeah. he's yeah. got. You're right. Yeah, 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 yeah. To get the sights and sounds of a hermetically sealed tube. Yeah. Hey, Mike, you, you've known Tiger a long time. How many cheesesteaks do you think he could eat in one sitting? <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, back when we were in college, maybe two or three. Okay. Because um, you could do a whole tour. We're being good. Yeah, we're <laughs> doing good. You know, uh, maybe two, I'm guessing. Tiger, you tell me. I don't know. <laughs> uh, it depends on how big it is, really. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> By the let's, way, let's... I just I just priced out flights from Shreveport. Those are a little more expensive. How Those much? are a thousand dollars from Shreveport. Right. So you would have you, he would have what? to drive. You're going to do a little driving. A thousand dollars from seventy to a thousand. Yeah. Okay. Shreveport's a little bit more expensive to fly out. How of far is Shreveport from? Uh, About four hour drive. Okay, you can hours. do that. Yeah. Wow. It's for yeah. a sandwich for crying out loud. Yeah. All we're asking you to do is send your life into complete upheaval. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Tiger. <laughs> Tiger, what do, what do you do for work? Uh... I'm a forklift driver. A forklift driver. All right. Do you work on yep. weekends? Uh, no, sir. Okay. Maybe we can get him up on a weekend. Can your average forklift make it here to Philadelphia? <laughs> yeah. That would take a little longer. <laughs> uh, now that's a movie. You know, the guy that drove a forklift to Philly. And you could call it Forked. Forked. <laughs> he got right. forked. Well, listen, I, I want to make this happen. Yeah, that yeah. has to happen in one way or another. And I think what we need to do is employ... Uh, Governor Wolf. <laughs> he seems to he seems to not be dealing with too much right now. Right, right. We got a crisis here. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, listen. We're we're gonna we're gonna do some uh, some digging on details and see what we can work out. And we've got to document this whole thing. We as well. we need community. Yeah. We need all n- names, not we numbers, and, and reaching and all that stuff, so yeah. we can make sure we can continue this. All right. Are you guys at least up for some sort of fix that makes this work? Oh yeah. Thank you. Yeah. All right. All right, well, All right, good, because this will be an adventure for Tiger, and it'll be a long overdue sensation for Mike. So You know, there's oh, a God, Geno's yeah. in the Philly airport. <laughs> uh, there is. You're right. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. You could do that. We'd have to get... All right, we'll work on it. We'll work right. on it. Right. Gonna... Listen, we had... you can't believe the resource um, that this show has. It took us only eight months to get our Dunkachino machine fixed. That's yeah. right. Well, and, yeah. <laughs> All right, hey, uh, Tiger and Mike, good talking to you. I'm going to put you guys on hold, okay? Okay. All right. All right. Have a good weekend. <laughs> I mean, since 2003. Yeah. As, as Kathy points out. That's an abomination. In fact, he's, I'll say that that Mike has probably had, like, more benets here mm-hmm. than he's had. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's had more regional Louisiana food here. Oh, I'm yeah. sure. Yeah. Probably. You know. 
Oh, man. Okay, all right, well, we're going to work on that. We are definitely going to work on that. Uh, let me go to a couple more calls, and we got to take a break. Uh, I have uh, Shelly on the line. Hey, Shelly. Good morning, guys. Good morning. So we were talking about uh, uh, making a pact with somebody, keeping that pact. What's yours? Yeah. So I was a sophomore in high school, and I was dating a senior. And it was in the spring, and he informed me that a couple years prior, he had made a pact with his best friend that he would take her to prom. There, there were no, you know, limits or anything on it. He right. would take her to prom. So prom came around, and I got left home. Uh, what? Then he graduated and joined the army, but promised me that he would come back for my prom because we were still dating at the time. Okay. And he did not do that either. Oh, you made a pact yeah. with a douchebag. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and that sorry. man was yeah. Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> <laughs> no, so so how so? Where are we now with this? Um, we're. Very good friends, actually. He still owes you a prom. But, yeah, yeah. He, you, does, he does. owe me a dance. Shelly, did you go? Did you go to prom or no? Um, not as a sophomore. No. No, but I meant as a senior. Even though your boyfriend didn't yeah. come down. Okay, so you did. All right. Oh, yeah. At least you got I, to go I to prom. Took a friend. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. With her cousin. We had a good time. Okay. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Shelly. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes they don't. Um, they don't stand to the uh, uh, to the promise. Like you, you made a remember that promise you made to the listener five thousand dollars <laughs> if we could figure out who the first guest in the studio was. I went and bought a Visa gift card oh, yesterday. You did I did? Look at you. He 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 got in touch right after the show. And he <laughs> He's wants, very insistent. He's very. He wants his. Uh, you know, and I'm not going to welch on it. One thousand. So. No. <laughs> Three thousand. One hundred and thirty dollars. Oh, one hundred and thirty dollars. Yeah. So thirties for the case of beer. Yeah, good man. A nice case of beer. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Okay. <laughs> right. Yeah. Am I in the clear now? I should have given ten bucks. Go get your nap. You <laughs> saved four thousand eight hundred and fifty dollars. <laughs> Uh, all right, now here's one with a more serious tone to right. it. I'm going to go to Sandy. Hi, Sandy. Sandy. <laughs> Hi, guys. Good hey. morning, Preston and Steve. I had a cousin many years ago that got caught in a rib current, and he drowned. Okay. Uh, As a family, we made a path that every child born would learn how to swim, and every one of our kids know how to swim. Very good. That's ex- oh, that's so good because we were just talking about, um, you know, we had some some family members over, and they're they're. Uh, it's actually, I guess, my my niece at this point. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to figure out. Anyway, <laughs> she's uh, just a, a two years old, two years old, and she's a dynamo in the pool, and that stuff is so important. So you good. Carry on that pack. That's a good thing. Yeah, it's a good way to honor that person yes. who passed as well. Oh my God, absolutely. Yeah. All right, thank you, Sandy. Thank you. All right, we'll see you later. All right, interesting. I, I thought that this guy went above and beyond. I don't know how close they still were, uh, but $22 million, and he's making good on uh, on, on sharing. He's still getting $11 million. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, that, it's, but that's still generous to on. There is something to be said for your word yes. and the honor and, and that you, you carry through on your word. These are, these are attributes that are, are waning in this world. And for when people stick up to it and abide by their word, it means a lot. Absolutely. And we've, we've made agreements like this on air concerning. You owe us $11 million. Lottery yeah. before. Yeah. 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 Well, listen, if I win, especially the Powerball where there's multiple millions of dollars, like, yes, every single person that I know and have, a, have a, a 
what I would consider to be a, a relationship with. Yeah. You know, not a Facebook friend. I but, don't think you know. I've ever entered into one of those things with you guys, right? Because oh, I, I, I just think I'm bad luck. Oh, no. when we chip in? Yeah. yeah. Well, you're taking care of, as far as I'm concerned, you're, well, you're taking you. care of. But. Yep. How about Rockstar Rob? Rockstar, my best man. <laughs> yes, that's Your right. Best that's man. why I bring it up. Maybe I'll buy him, like, his favorite comic book. Okay. All right. Here's a new jacket. A new jacket. A new jacket. <laughs> All right. We are going to take a break. We're going to come back in a moment. I got some bizarre file stories I think you're going to dig. We'll be back in a moment. Find 93.3 WMMR at radio.com. Yes. Yes, you can. All right, we're going to start off with a uh, Pearl Jam story. The British tribute band called Pearl Jam, but spelled with two M's. Clever. Have been sent a cease and desist by the real Pearl Jam. The Seattle-based Seattle band is demanding uh, the cover band destroy merchandise with the Pearl Jam name. Wow. As well as providing them with email addresses and web domains associated with the band. You know who this makes nervous? Pearl Jam. Pearl Jam. That'd be a great yeah. like, air name or something, you know, radio Pearl name. Jim. Name's Pearl Jim. <laughs> In a recent story covered by BBC News, the, Pearl, the British Pearl Jam revealed that, uh, according to legal documents from the band Pearl Jam, the tribute band's name is, quote, damaging to the Pearl Jam brand and causing confusion among man, uh, fans. Which, listen, I get it. Uh, if you... You could have chosen something else, like like call your band Evenflow or the name of a right. uh, of an album or something right. like that. Not straight up Pearl it, Jam. It, it's it's pretty stupid that they wouldn't see this issue. Yeah, it's so, like Metallica. So in yeah. in response, uh, the cover band Pearl Jam posted a letter to the real Pearl Jam, Pearl Jam on social media, which reads to Eddie, Jeff Stone, Mike, Matt, Boom, uh, to Pearl Jam, you have broken our hearts. You have known of our tribute band for years, yet have waited until a global pandemic to have threatening legal letters sent. This isn't the Pearl Jam we know and love. The Pearl Jam that stands up for social issues and against corporate giants. Yet your lawyers tell us it is indeed you, the band, that are behind this. (laughs) You know how Matt Cameron felt about his hero's kiss when they took umbrage to his own tribute band, Kiss, which was spelled with lowercase letters, Uh, by the way. No one has ever confused us or our merchandise with you or your merchandise. And so to say that is likely the, that it is likely is clearly nonsense. Uh, we have not caused As you... As American heroes landed on the shores of Normandy. <laughs> uh, we have not caused you or your brand any damage whatsoever. In fact, we have done quite the opposite. Uh, such was the pressure exerted by the aggressive wording of the legal letters we received. We have questioned whether we even want to continue. We wow. know of at least one other tribute band that decided to call it a day over this. It may have been easier, cheaper, and more effective for one of you to reach out to us personally. Uh, we would have done that for you, <laughs> but not like this. Well, now they're threatening to join Stone Temple Pirates. Uh, your, action, <laughs> your actions are out of character and unreasonable, uh, yet our love for the music endures. We sincerely hope that, despite confirmation to the contrary, you're blissfully unaware of actions being taken in your name. We invite you to respond, either publicly or privately, and rescind the legal threats that have been made. Dear Pearl Jam, I've got your letter. If you pay me. Uh, we would... <laughs> We would like to thank our own fans who have shown us overwhelming support since the story broke 
and who have voiced equal disappointment in the actions of Pearl Jam with love. Santi, Richard, Matt, Tim, and Andy. The names we know so well. Yeah. I, I would say this is Come that on. you you do have to. You could have you you could have you could have even done Pearl Jam. Mm-hmm. You know, right? But but I mean, one extra letter. Yeah. Well, what is, if they spelled Pearl different? What if they spelled it P U R L? Then that's different. Yeah. It maybe. would be easy to. I think it's too easy to look at the merchandise. To me, I get it. And I understand where the band's coming from. Yeah. Well, well, listen, I, any... I, I'm sorry. I think as a tribute band, it's on you, though, yeah. to to make it clear that it is that somebody is not making a mistake yeah. and, and accidentally buying tickets to a Pearl Jam show and they end up at a Pearl Jam show. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you know, I, I think you have to distance it and you have yeah. to have respect for the band that, right. after all, did create the music that you are using to get a career out of. Like Smushing Pimp. Smushing pumpkins, <laughs> smushing pumpkins. Yeah, I like that. Smushing I like that pumpkins. pumpkins. It's a great show, but it's or a banana. Bit. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Banana, banana. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. exactly. Like exactly. Uh, okay. But you're right. I mean, Loser. any um, any uh, tribute band that I've ever heard of is usually they'll take um either a lyric from a song right. or a song title, and that becomes the name of the band. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Yep, yep. And so... My favorite was that it was a dual one, uh, Bon Journey. Yeah. That should. That, bon Jovi and Journey. Yeah, but that's I like good. That. Yeah. yeah. You remember Dread Zeppelin? Yes. Yep. <laughs> or like our, they did reggae versions of Led Zeppelin songs. That was awesome. Mae Flathews. <laughs> Mae Flathews. Mae Dathews. Mm-hmm. You can do that. Just you actually yeah. could. Yeah. As, but I mean, again, I like the idea of grabbing so a name... Be- yeah. Gerald Pam. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Gerald Pam. Pam. Yeah. I would go with like Vetter Bay Biscuits or something yeah. like that. Vetter Bay Biscuits. Vetter Bay Biscuits. Yeah. yeah. Like Cheddar Vetter. Yeah. Cheddar Vetter. Runs, Cheddar runs. Uh, with how that. about Jeremy how about Spoke? Cheddar? I like Jeremy Cheddar, Spoke, dude. right? <laughs> I like Eddie Cheddar. Eddie Cheddar. Eddie Cheddar. Awesome. There you go. <laughs> yes. But you know who has a good one is uh, our buddy Hal Sparks. Yeah. Nerd Halen. Nerd Halen. I love and it. And they all dress in nerdy outfits and play nothing but Van Halen covers. And Hal. Does the vocals in kind of a nerdy voice? It's pretty cute. I actually. do like that, but that, there's there's a lot more of a distinction then. I like Eddie Cheddar. <laughs> <laughs> Neil Young has sold 50, a fifty percent stake in his global publishing and income interest for his one thousand one hundred and eighty songs to music conglomerate Hypnosis uh, Songs Fund Limited. Uh, this news comes a day after it was reported that Lindsey Buckingham. Sold a 100% stake of his catalog. He to sold everything. Yeah, no specifics were given regarding the financial aspects of the deal. What's gotta, going on with his... With got to be huge. His um, his music company, his true... Um, it's not title. It's... Um, You're talking about Neil? Yeah. What's the name of that? That, that it was acoustically... It's, it was digital yeah. that had the acoustic feel to it. They were trying to be better than MP3s. In exactly. Fact, it, it, they were better than MP3s. It was better quality. It but, just did not catch on. And most people couldn't tell the difference. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the founder of Hypnosis, a guy named Merck Mercaduri. Merck Mercadurker? Merck Mercaradius. How would you say that, Casey? Uh, Mucaradius? Mucaradius, thank you. Merck Mercuradius. 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 Do you hear the audio of the... Mork, Mork. Yes. Merck Mercuradius. Founder of Hypnosis said in a statement, I bought my first Neil Young album, Age 7. Harvest was my companion, and I know every note, every word, every pause, and silence intimately. Neil Young, or at least his music, has been my friend and constant ever since. 
Uh, I built hypnosis to be a company Neil would want to be a part of, and we have a common integrity, ethos, and passion uh, born out of a belief in music and these important songs. That's what this guy said. Hey, bye, bye. <laughs> That's his name. Hey, bye, bye. Hey, bye. There will never be a burger of gold, he said. Oh, I was like, like burger a... of gold, gold burger. French fries of silver. <laughs> I really don't want a and burger. And a of chocolate gold. shake made out of oil. It's coming apart, man. He said there will never be a burger, burger of gold. Of gold, French fries of silver. I've been looking for a burger of gold. Old man, look at my burger. It's made out of gold. Exactly. It sounds like a burger. That's the old man looking burger. It's impressive, right? Gold burger? Yeah, look at the burger. By the way, that's somebody overdubbed that gibberish. It's not somebody really speaking. If you feel that it's... Hey, old man, look at my burger. Hey, burger, burger. Yeah, it's a burger. It's made out of gold. Hey, burger. Touch it. Go ahead, touch it. Yeah. What do you want? Hey, burger. I'll give you the burger. It's right here. Let him play with the burger. Hey, burger. Hey, burger. Are we going to play with that for the next uh, week or so? Yeah. Probably. Uh, All right, I'll put it to the top. So he yeah. said there will never be a burger of gold, but we will work together to make sure everyone gets to hear them on Neil's terms. What does burger I have of no gold idea. mean? Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's in parentheses. Is it a title of a song? I mean, I know there's there's heart of gold. Okay. A heart of gold. All right, so what else we have here for you? A child on the set of Scary Movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, why did they do this? Jesus. Oh, no. Denise Richards and Charlie Sheen conceived a child <laughs> on the set of Scary Movie. <laughs> wow, who's writing this copy, Yoda? Well, here's what they do. You know, they, they're... They, they, they yeah. put headlines, so like yeah, big, yeah. bold headlines up here, and then the story's supposed to come after right. that. Right, so you go through it, you vet it, you underline and, and circle I what do, you I, want I, to relay. I edit what I need to, right. and what I didn't realize is this headline was actually part of the sentence. Right. Uh, and so, <clears throat> idiots. But they don't do that all the time. They don't do that all the time. Denise Richards revealed that she and her ex, Charlie Sheen, uh, conceived their daughter on the set of the movie. We when conceived she, of the son of the movie. When she <laughs> appeared on uh, Watch What Happens Live with Andy Cohen. Uh, the 49-year-old spoke fondly of all of his work, saying, I think he's a great actor. The first movie that I saw my dad took me to see was Platoon when I was younger. We freaking had sex. So, <laughs> Duh. Dude, you sound exactly like him when you do that. Sheen. Charlie Sheen. Has yeah. that what did you guys do? We had freaking had sex. <laughs> Charlie Sheen. And then there was one point where I was going, I'm going to shoot. And I did. Do you guys do it on a Mercury surfboard? Absolutely. And then yeah. we're rolling around in the mud, yeah. just like in Predator. Yes. Uh, so she said, I like all his movies. Uh, I'm but a freaking warlock. Isn't she, Kathy, you watched that, the reality show with her on it, right? Was it you? Uh, or was it Steve? Steve, you did, no, I know. A little she, bit. 
And and she's you guys are telling me she's a stone cold moron. Denise oh, Richards. Denise, yeah. Oh, yes. No, I know what you're talking about. The the the, uh, the Real Housewives. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh no, her own reality show. Was yeah. That it? Yeah. I, though she is. Was she on both? Yeah, she's on Real Housewives now uh, of uh, of Hollywood. So wow. she's. Um, I don't. But you, you you can't help but like her. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I find it very likable. Okay. I am on a drug. It's called Charlie Sheen. Charlie Sheen. <laughs> God, remember that freaking warlock with tiger's blood on it? Piss Bosco. I've been riding it on a uh, on a Mercury surfboard. Mercury surfboard. You piss Bosco. Piss Bosco. <laughs> freaking warlock who pisses Bosco. Where the hell did that come from? You can't even wrap your mind around that. I piss Bosco. <laughs> you borrow my brain for five seconds and just be like, dude, can't handle it. Unplug this bastard. Yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> Bosco pissing bastard. Unplug this brain. This guy's pissing Bosco. <laughs> no, I'm stupid. Yeah. And I fart funfetti. <laughs> funfetti? Yeah. I love that. Yeah, I love I love it too. Wait a minute. Pissing what? Bosco up front and front and front funfetti in the back. What's funfetti? It's like, you, cake. Like, like cake. Is it cake? <laughs> but it has like like uh, sprinkles on it. In it. Freaking sprinkles. <laughs> sprinkles in it. In it, funfetti. Not on it. No, in no. it. In it. In it. We could you just hi- we just hired you at kids' parties <laughs> to piss Bosco and fart funfetti. Watch these kids. You're the catering. Right, now watch, watch. Look at the end of my penis. Watch. <laughs> and your kids in the back are getting a different show. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> this is funfetti up here, Preston, yeah. on the uh, screen. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Much better than that freaking pony you were going to hire. <laughs> Uncle Charlie's birthday roundup. <laughs> All right. Yeah. You okay. kids. Yeah, Cowboy Pete wasn't able to make it. <laughs> we hired this guy, C. Sheen. <laughs> Oh God! The balloon animal uh, the cowboy wasn't able to make <laughs> wasn't it, able so to make it. Yeah. So they hired C. Sheen. C. Sheen. We thought it stood for cowboy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what was that clip you were going to play? Uh, the one I was on made Sinatra, Flynn, Jagger, Richards, all of them just look like you know droopy-eyed, armless children. <laughs> <laughs> droopy-eyed, oh, freaking armless children. Armless children. Okay. Jagger, McCartney, everybody. Okay. Suit up, boot up, and let's get this thing back on the air. Okay. Uh, all right, uh, let's move on. Freaking uh, mind blower, both Rambo and Predator. <laughs> yeah. Placing the mud. <laughs> Freaking mind blower. Just connect the cables to your brain and let that sink in. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, how many movies have revolved around mud? <laughs> Where's a movie called Mud with Matthew McConaughey? Yeah. Right, man. Freaking. you got mud bound as well. Yep. You've been sitting on that for a little while, thinking of all the all things mud this morning? No, morning? no. no. He's just validating my point. Oh, all right. Yeah. Thank you, <laughs> Thank Charlie. You. Thanks, Charlie. <clears throat> it's mud, right? Like- Absolutely. Kids love it, too. I bring it to the party. <laughs> There's some Bosco Funfetti, and I'll go play with the mud, kids. <laughs> wow. Okay. Listen, Steve didn't take the bait initially with the mud thing, so uh, it's it's paying back in dividends and other Absolutely. Yeah. It's an it's investment in comedy. <laughs> Think of the things that Casey says is a Christmas club. Yep. Bruce Springsteen 
has tapped his June 25th, 2005 solo show at Stockholm, Sweden's Hovet Arena as his latest archival release. Bertie, Frankie, Bertie. I was hoping you were going to do that. <laughs> uh, the new Stockholm 2005 collection is Springsteen's fourth pick from the solo 2005 Trek, having previously issued concerts from Trenton, New Jersey, Columbus, Ohio, and Grand Rapids, Michigan. Uh, highlights on the set include... Thunder Bedirkin. Roy Orbison Darpin Vitekirkin. That's me and I want you I didn't know he spoke Swedish. Good. Really knows it's like a native son. What did you say earlier? Go sports team or go local sports team? How about that local sports team? <laughs> I like how you did say Roy Orbison. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where'd that come from? And, uh, it's in the song. Is yeah, it? Yeah. yeah. I never yeah. Knew that. Roy Orbison singing sing. for the lonely. And yeah, never, never knew. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, highlights on the set include um, such tour rarities as down, Downbound Train. Uh, oh, downbound Train. Uh, Is that it? I don't know. I thought it was Downtown Train. Um, I thought it was Downtown uh, Julie uh, Brown. But I didn't know about Roy Orbison. So. <laughs> no, Downtown Train was uh, Rod Stewart. Yes. Well, I'll uh, see you tonight. Oh, I'm totally screwed up. On yeah. a Downtown Train. Right. <laughs> then uh, then was it Springsteen who sang Do You Think I'm Sexy? Nope. No. no. That was right that thing. Give you all my bags. <laughs> How would he do that in Swedish? Get the fucking jerking. Treat the fucking burking. Dripping fucking weepy turd. <laughs> I remember this video. Uh, yeah. Oh, the, all those matching jumpsuits. Shimmery little pants yeah. and stuff. Right? All right. Anyway, we're talking about Bruce Springsteen. Come on. Oh, yeah. Get yeah, you. Come, on. come on, man. So, so Downbound Train, uh, The Promise, Point Blank, Walk Like a Man, Lucky Town, Blinded by the Light, and Ramrod. He has a song called Ramrod? I never heard Ramrod. Oh, neither did I. All right. Anyhow, he has chosen uh, that particular performance to be a part of his collection for his uh, archival release. So, And then I saved the best for last. Vin Diesel released new music. Oh, my God. Yes. This is what I've been waiting for. He called into the Kelly Clarkson show to tease the premiere of his new dance track called... Uh, Family. No. <laughs> Feel like I do. With Kygo. He did this with Kygo. Do you feel like I do? Uh, he offered a heartfelt... Want thank you. Uh, a heartfelt message. Did You're he do my the, family. Would he do the, the guitar, the talk box yeah. guitar, too? The, yeah. Wah, 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 wah. Do you use, feel like I do? <laughs> Uh, he offered a heartfelt message to Kelly and talked a little bit about how his how this came to be. He said, I'm so honored to be able to debut my music on your show. Oh, it's about family. Because you since 
because you, since you first won Idol until today, have somehow maintained your authenticity. Which I have. He said, I'm blessed that on a year that I normally would be on a movie set, but as, family. as you know, that's not possible. I've had another creative outlet, another way to show you or share with you my heart. So do you want to hear it? Yeah. Yeah, please. Yes. I haven't heard it. All right, here we go. Vin Diesel with Kygo. Is this him singing? I think it sounds like him. Okay. Yeah. It's not terrible. It's not terrible, no. but he does have yeah. this. Yeah, it sounds like he's like Louisville. He's on a filter. He's on Louisville. Louisville. Production quality and the tune sound nice. Yeah, um, it's, it it's kind of post Maloney, you yeah. know. But um, preacher Brony, his <laughs> his vocal quality is yeah. Uh, he, he's tonally he's good. Yeah, uh, or I'm sorry, uh, pitch wise he's good. Right, but the tone hey. of his voice, yeah, <laughs> it was a little, hey. a little uh, like a bubble. Yeah, that's, yeah. Oh, that's exactly that's what it. Yeah. yeah. Although I hear it isn't very good. <laughs> <laughs> Rocky press, but now they hear something very good. Wow. Vin Diesel doing a pitch impersonation. <laughs> a Rocky, a Rocky impersonation. Yeah. Diesel doing pitch, doing Rocky. Yeah. So meta. Doing Rocky, yeah. All right. How man. meta. I didn't hate it. I yeah, I hate it. Yeah. I was hoping. Bam. Bam. And he was harmonized. I want to hear the playback of that. Uh, no, uh, let's do it live. <laughs> we'll F it. We'll do it live. Yeah. We'll Sorry. do it live. I am Groot. I am Groot. I am Groot. I am Groot. Hey, that's probably the best thing we've ever done. I know. Because I wasn't singing, I was dancing. Oh, you were <laughs> on the dancer. Oh my god! Kathy, I you can't see her right now, but Dash, she was a Kathy's in a disco oh cage. Oh What's that? She's in a disco cage. Oh. Yeah. Oh. I think we can retire. Oh my god! Well, we're definitely done for the weekend. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, we, we're not. We're not topping that, folks. No. no. And that's your music news. We'll take a break. Stay with us. The Preston and Steve Show podcast. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks.
There's an interesting story that came out uh, last week. We didn't get a chance to touch on it, and uh, it could lead to a discussion, but um, uh, Governor Cuomo in New York had uh, made a statement about uh, bars and restaurants and whether they could serve, you know, food and alcohol and so on. <laughs> right. And the way he had made a statement, people had thought that chicken wings were not going to be considered substantive oh. food. No, it wasn't yes. the case. Yes, I heard that. I heard chicken fingers, though. Was it wings or chicken fingers? Chicken wings okay. is what they were talking about. And But if you look on the, apparently on the State Liquor Authority's website, the it says that chicken wings do qualify as substantive <laughs> food. But <laughs> the way he had said it, it sounded like he lumped it in with these were one of the things that chicken wings, because what he had said, to be a bar, you had to have food available, soup, sandwiches, etc., more than just hors d'oeuvres, chicken wings. You had to have some substantive substantive food, the lowest level of substantive food were sandwiches. And people thought that chicken wings fell under the non-substantive food. You can't so, go there. Well, he didn't. Yeah, I, mean, I know, yeah. I know, yeah. But, but yeah, agreed, but, yes. Yeah, and, that, and that's, uh, so this is what causes the issue, is that you, you, you need to be clear when yes. you're discussing chicken wings. Yes, because otherwise people get into a bit of an uproar over that. Oh, listen. So for a while there was a discussion as to whether or not chicken wings were a meal. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or are they an hors d'oeuvre? They are both. <laughs> They're both. They are both. Yeah, I agree. There are so many things that blur that line. Yes. There are so many things that I believe can instantly become a valid and, in fact, valuable meal. I agree. For dinner. I agree. That may not immediately come to mind. All right. Do you want to know one for me that I think becomes a legitimate Dinner meal. Yes. Sour cream and onions and potato chips. What? <laughs> no. I, that's, I, a I, no. that's a I snack. I have eaten. That's not even a, that's I have, not even a That has potato. all the food groups. You have. Oh, my God. I have had, and I have had a meal of of uh, uh, the onion dip well, and uh, chips. You get your starch and your potato chips. You get your vegetables, your onions. You're, you get the vegetables from <laughs> the onions. You get and dairy. And potatoes, too. You get dairy from the sour cream. Yes. Obviously. Now, I realize that's a bit outlandish. Protein, but, you know, maybe you're... But you know what I'm talking about. Like At a certain point, if you... To me... Anything qualifies as a meal if you could eat enough of it. If you eat enough right. of it, yeah, but that's sure. considered like a snack or an appetizer. Uh, I right. don't, but I mean a still. Snack. Actually, so a snack, not even an appetizer. Let me ask you this. Not nachos nice. with uh, like beef beef or, or chicken in the, in the nachos. Meal. That's a meal. Well. Right? Though most people. <laughs> you would... can eat it as a meal, but more, more often than not, it's a shared It's appetizer. a shared plate. It's but a shared plate. Do, do, that's operates I mean, under the premise that then. you're sharing. Mm-hmm. So should we have appetizer shared plate meal? Is that how we, uh, how we can vote? No, uh, I don't. I think if you Just were to a... sit there and eat it by yourself, would it qualify as a meal? Right. Um, maybe. What about <laughs> buffalo chicken dip? Okay. Buffalo chicken dip as a uh, meal. A Does it have chicken in it? What are you? Yeah. Dip, what are you dipping in it? Uh, tortilla chips. Tortilla chips. That's your fruit. It, I mean, it can be. It's it can be. Yes. Chicken. Yeah. I could call that. A, I could call that a meal. You have enough. I could of it too. As a meal. No. Mm-hmm. And by the way, don't don't chintz and make it with canned chicken. Just you know, go buy some chicken breasts and cut them up and, and one of the it. yeah. That is one of the greatest foods on earth. Mm-hmm. Buffalo chicken dip with with chicken in it. Yeah. Also, uh, canned chicken sounds like the most disgusting what, so, thing on the face of the Kathy, earth. Kathy, oh, you <laughs> want the original? Try powdered chicken. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kathy, original like. 
buffalo chicken dip when it just really started to hit the uh you know the the open market the mainstream the mainstream people would do and chintz with uh, canned chicken now i think people take their buffalo chicken dip serious a little more seriously yes as they should how about this a hummus plate yes that's a meal, meal? yes no I'm, I'm, i i i, I understand i'm probably too liberal on this but i think okay i have made me a meal out of hummus oh me too i, I have made a meal out of hummus now listen you have hummus, and then the things you're dipping the in it, like carrots or stuff yeah. like that, right? Yes, I've I've ordered a hummus plate, and then that was it, and that's what I've that's what I had. Right. Uh, what about and, it? Then I, and then ice cream? But it's not technically a meal. Yeah. Like you have to indicate to the server that's what I'm going to have for my meal. Because right. normally sure. they wouldn't think that. Yeah, you have to point that out. Yes. That this is going to be my my entree. I'm going to get the hummus plate. I'll yeah, just entree. bring this out with the rest of the entrees. Yeah. you can do that with charcuterie as well. That's a good litmus test too. By the way, if if you get if you get your your waiter or waitress to to go, oh really? Or like. Oh, but if, if the reaction is very, very well, okay. sir, mm-hmm. then they they're they're cool with it. But if yeah. they're aghast and they fall to their knees, and are you crazy? I, I do the full on charcuterie as a meal from yeah. time to time. Yeah. But I mean, it's got to include not just you know cheese and gotta have meat crackers. In it's got to have some meat in there yeah. and, and and maybe some some, nuts. some some pickled things and some nuts are good meat too. Nuts. M- meat nuts, meat and nuts. Oh, meat. Oh, <laughs> that woman over there is really into nuts. <laughs> Kathy, I like to get like the um, uh, black lava um, cashews. Oh, right. Oh, the cashews? Cashews. The cashews are delicious. When it comes to your charcuterie plate, do you, are you a fig man? Oh, uh, yes. Fig, uh, usually like a fig dip for the for the brie, not dip, uh, a fig jam. Okay. Will yeah. you use charcuterie when you're actually figging? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You know, that sucks because, like, Special occasions. I mean, it's not even used in figging, right? No, no. it's it's uh, um, ginger. Ginger. Chef gin- it's weird, man. Right. Like parking in a parkway and driving in a... No, the other way around. Okay. Parking in a driveway and driving in a parkway. It's just... Mm, there you go. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so, let me see. What else What else have you sat down and had that has been your well, meal that is traditionally not a meal? One of the... Okay. So, d- making the leap from, from stuff... We've talked about... Having cereal, but cereal can be a meal. So yeah. Yeah, it is a meal. You're, you're just breakfast. You're just displacing the time. If say you have it for dinner, yes, right. Breakfast for dinner is a different. Uh, so a meal shifted out of time is totally appropriate. I think um, for for me, um, yes, hummus. Um, I know dips probably don't. Again, I I've made meals like, out of dips. Could you just sit down and eat a plate of pickles, and that's a meal? <laughs> no. No. Probably not, that's right? Not no, no I, so I, I think we th- can all agree that that's not a, a meal. A pickle is more like um it's yeah. an accompaniment. It's right, right. Mm-hmm. Uh what about fondue? Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yes. That's a meal. That I've can ordered, be a meal. Like I've ordered that uh there's a restaurant that has it on the appetizer list, but I've ha- like that's been it. That's French enough. fries. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's like a side yes. uh, No, French fries. Yeah. You have everything. You have your dairy. You have your. <laughs> no, you Listen, don't. Stop it. Yes, you do if you We're drink milk with it. it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I used to eat French fries as dinner a lot of times at, at college because. The, the cafeteria just wasn't that great. But just know? French fries, not accompanied with anything? Just French fries. French fries with, you know. <laughs> dipped in like blue cheese or something like that. <laughs> I think French fries solo, you're not, you, that's no meal, but French fries, you put something with them, 
you can you can get to meal status. Like you what gotta do, make a meal. What yeah. about if you use canned chicken? Oh, I don't mind. E- right. Well, like uh, what about like cheese fries or pizza fries or something yeah. like that? Pizza that, fries. Now you're talking three total ingredients. Cheese Those fries. I'm in. Yeah, poutine okay. is straight up. That's a meal, man. Yeah. What yeah. Uh, is there any meat in poutine? Uh, there, no. It can be. Yeah, the poutine. Uh, no, not the, <laughs> the traditional one. But uh, cheese, cheese curds. curds. Okay. Yeah, I'll put some chicken on there. <laughs> I went to the poutinery <laughs> As long as you throw some sort of chicken on it, yeah. it becomes a meal. Wait a minute. There's a place called the poutinery? Yeah, it's called it's something poutinery. It's like uh, Wayne Gretzky's poutinery. I, <laughs> I don't know. Some Canadian name, poutinery. Okay. Yeah. All right. It was so funny because I had asked Celine the lady. Dion's poutinery. I was actually at Wayne Gretzky's uh, <laughs> v- uh, vineyard for lunch on a Saturday afternoon, and I asked. Get off my vineyard. I asked the the waitress, "Hey, if I want to get like, I want like real deal like Canadian poutine," and she was like, "Oh, you got to go to this place." And I thought it was like you know like a mom and pop sort of place. No, it was it was the McDonald's of poutinery. Wow, uh, okay. in Ontario, but it was good though. All right, Marissa. What about uh, mac and cheese for an adult? Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Be yep. a meal. Absolutely, uh, n- not a question. You know, um, yeah, yeah, mac and cheese. Uh, you have your dairy. <laughs> and cheese. I want to go to Anthony. Hi, Anthony. You're on the air. Good morning, Anthony. Are you there? Is your name even Anthony? It is Anthony. Oh, no, then I... you're on the air, Anthony. Oh, good morning. Hey, what's up, bud? Listening to your guys' conversation this morning, and you haven't really talked about noshing at all. Well, noshing is eating, right? I hear the term noshing, but is it is it more than just eating? What does noshing mean to you? So noshing is like you don't know what you're having for dinner that night, so you're just getting your fridge or your pantry, and you just go and say, oh, I got some dips, pickles, you know, beef jerky, anything like that. You throw it on a charcuterie board, and that's what you have for okay. dinner. Okay. Yeah, then that's full-on eating a meal, I think, noshing. I, I, yeah, I, I think the classification of what what is a meal, uh, it, I, to me, it's more volume Thanks, than... Anthony. W- right? So if you're not hungry afterwards, you just ate a meal. Like, t- to me, I know that I've made a meal out of popcorn. I've done that. <laughs> All right, well, what, really? Yes, I have. You substituted a meal. Popcorn's not a meal. But when you say, but what is, so what what is a meal? Other foods. What about a popcorn ball? (laughs) What if you had a popcorn ball? If somebody said, hey, did you have dinner? You'd say, yeah, I ate a bowl of popcorn. (laughs) Yeah. Or as opposed to, no, I'm not hungry, I just ate some popcorn. I I wouldn't say I already had dinner, you know what I mean? More than one ingredient gets you a meal. Like, and that's why, like, the pizza fries qualifies because you've got your, your tomatoes. And your cheese and your fries, but with, with just a bowl of popcorn or just a jar of pickles, that's that's too simple to be qualified as a meal. I always spread canned chicken on my popcorn. <laughs> if you, all right, because I want to go back to pickles. By the way, if you made a pickle sandwich, then that, you, I would, that's, a meal. that's a meal. You yeah. had a meal. That's a do, meal. What I if do. you made a popcorn sandwich? I do make pickle sandwiches from time to time. Right. And you know, Preston, what used to be a classic, a potato chip sandwich. Yeah. yeah. Yep, well, and we've, we've added bread to that, and we've instantly now turned it into a, a sandwich becomes a meal. Correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. And you have to put pickles on that. I had lunch with somebody who, on and a it was chip sandwich. Yeah, okay. chips, pickles, mustard, yeah. potato bread. Okay, sounds great. Equals college. Wow. <laughs> uh, and this this Go isn't ahead. me. I had lunch with somebody who ate cake as their their meal, and so it was like, <laughs> this listen, isn't me. all and it wasn't me. Uh, but, you know, let's say you give yourself, I don't know, 500 calories for lunch. And you're like, okay, well, my lunch today is going to be chocolate cake. Well, right. I think that's something along, like, that's not a meal, but you ate that so you're not hungry for a meal. 
You substituted You've replaced it. the meal. However, yeah. if you say my meal was this, quite often I will have, if it's too late and I, I, I don't want to eat too much, I will have hers, thin pretzels, and iced tea. <laughs> And I, I eat actually very well. I do eat, and I'm, I'm I, you know, I, I have like more of a Mediterranean diet. But that I can, I can actually just take off my hunger by eliminating it with that meal. Pretzels and iced tea. Um, I've told you guys, and we, we do it a few times a year. We have, uh, we have ice cream for dinner. Yeah, <laughs> we skip dinner and we go straight to, you know, one of the local get... ice cream. So is that an ice cream meal? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll we'll say you know dessert for dinner. Yeah. So we'll go uh, we'll go you know to uh, Brewsters or something like that, and and uh, and that's what everybody's everybody... dinner. And then... yeah. I disagree. <laughs> I think dessert is not a meal. I think dessert is a is a post part of meal. a meal. Yeah. Is, I think is dessert, dessert it's part in, it's of own a meal. category. I was yes. thinking about going on an ice cream cleanse. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, five days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. all you eat. That's at every single yeah. meal. I'm on place with ice cream. Um, I can I'm, do that. I'm good for that. Uh, hang on a second. I'm going to go to Vanessa. Vanessa, good morning. Hey, sorry to bother you guys at work. It's okay. You did it. What's up? Well, I just want to come out in defense of popcorn. I guess. <laughs> I mean, people will sit down and they will eat a bowl of noodles. And, like, if you eat a bowl of noodles, you're just eating bread. And nobody, like, nobody questions it. It's like, well, there you go. You just ate a meal because you had some noodles. And now all of a sudden, you make it popcorn. You make it a little more fun. And people have this prejudice. And I think it's unfair. <laughs> Vanessa, you've just introduced incontrovertible evidence that popcorn is a meal. And it's unfair. Yep. I agree. Yep, I a, agree with Vanessa 1,000%. Okay. Yes. All right. mm-hmm. uh, thank you, Vanessa. We appreciate that. <laughs> Stepping uh, up so for popcorn. Popcorn is a meal. Um, how about, cause we had mentioned, um, you mentioned the pickles. I'm trying to think of what else would just fit as no, that just does not qualify if you were to eat well, that. If, if you were to just drink ketchup or something, that's, right. yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, that's not a meal to me. They, Imagine uh, a bowl full of ketchup <laughs> just with a spoon. People do that. Well, you know, they used to be oh. the old, the old trick is that if you couldn't add you, water you, to it, yeah, you'd tomato make soup. tomato soup. My mom will eat uh, peanut butter and jelly sandwich for dinner. So I don't want to say a That's lot. That's a meal, but but often. That's a meal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I have um, no problem with that. But what about your sandwich? So chicken fingers could be a meal. Uh, mozzarella sticks could even be a meal. I think so. Potato skins. Mozzarella yeah. sticks is a meal. I don't know. So I'm throwing that out yeah. there. Who can yeah. eat enough mozzarella sticks to consider it to be a meal? Me. No, I feel gross after just eating a couple of them. And I like yeah, yeah. two. Yeah, two that you will max. stop at two. Yeah. Really? Yeah, it's weird, right? Just the whole fried nature of it? or mm, No, I just kind of get, I'm over it after two. Yeah. You know what, the, the fried food, uh, too much of it kills me every time is the the Bloomin' Onion. I, like, a little bit of the Bloomin' Onion. It also I has love. the most calories. I, you feel yourself getting fatter. It's like the Tommy Boy joke. I can actually hear myself getting fatter. They, they, there's something about a Bloomin' Onion that, like, when you see it on the menu, you're like, oh, that sounds pretty good. What? No. What's the calorie count on that? I it's think it's about... Seriously, it's about like 2,000, 2,500, something yeah. like that for one of them. Yeah. But um, that's only if you eat it with a dip. If you eat it with that, <laughs> right, yeah. you're okay. Then you're, you're, you're only like at 1,400 calories. Then it's a vegetable. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Somebody said ice cream sandwich is a meal. It's in it's the name. It's a sandwich. Yeah. It's in well, the name. I mean, we had that ice cream sandwich in, in Epcot, and they made it with a brioche. I tend to think of anything that's more like a dessert as less, like I think uh, popcorn is, is substantive. You know, as oh, is shut it? pretzel is it? That's that's it's a snack. That's healthy food as opposed to, uh, you know, uh, an ice cream sandwich. I mean, you can get full that's eating. Just, 
frivolous. You can get yeah. full eating paper. You know, like yeah. the, the, the the getting full does not qualify whether or not something's a meal. Steve, I got to take you down to Cape May and take you to this ice cream sandwich store. It's uh, all they sell in the store. Is yeah. like, but it's not like your standard. It's not a chip witch. It's right? like on rye. Uh, no, no, but, like, each, I mean, they have a whole bunch of different kinds. They have, like, a strawberry shortcake or a banana split wow. or, yeah. And so the bread part are, are different types of cookies, right? So you can get, like, a pretty standard, you know, chocolate cookie right. ice cream sandwich, but then they have, like, a shortbread. Oh, my God. That sounds good. Yeah. Uh, by the way, yeah, I do, I do want to know what you sit down and have as a meal. And I don't want to hear, like, Franken-food, like the, 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 the potato chip sandwich and stuff yeah, like that. But, yeah. I mean, what, what non-traditional thing have you sit down and that is your meal? I'm going to go to Bill. Hey, Bill, good morning. Hey, how you doing, Preston? Hey, good. What's up, bud? Well, last night, that's what I had for dinner. I went out to my garden. I picked a bunch of jalapenos, cut them in half, made up some uh, cream cheese dip. Put them into jalapenos and some bread crumbs, heated them up, and that was my dinner. All right, so jalapeno poppers, essentially. Homemade. Uh, homemade jalapeno poppers, and that's it, just eating that, and that's the meal. That was my meal last night. It's the first time I ever did it. I thought it was awesome. <laughs> have you taken a dump yet today? <laughs> yes, I have. Did it sting? <laughs> a little bit. Okay. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Thank you, Bill. Appreciate it. He reminds me, um, I have had Totino's pizza rolls as a meal. Yes. Okay? Yeah. You could absolutely do that. Oh, and yeah. Make a plate of those. Dude, I've had uh, pizza the, bagels. Pizza bagels. Absolutely. Yeah. As a full-on meal. As a full meal. It's, yep. you, you, listen, you, if you glue them together, it's a full pizza. Yeah, I agree. All right. Chips and guac. Yes. Yeah. I think so, too. Yeah. That could be it's a, a meal. full meal. You've got your yeah. dairy. No, dairy. Guac is um, guac fruit is, is dense. Yeah, you know what I mean. And it's green, so it's healthy for you. Yeah, and actually, there's a fair amount of protein in uh, uh-huh. in uh, avocado. There is. Yes. So yeah, I, I'm going yes on that. Uh, let me go to is it Bullwin or is it supposed to be Bullwinkle? <laughs> Bullwinkle. Hey. Bullwinkle. Hey, Bullwinkle. What's up, bud? Uh, hi, Nana Puya, you crumbum bud. <laughs> well done. Nana Puya to you. Uh, when I was a kid, uh, my mom used to buy the 28 pack of hot dogs, and we would go through, and I would peel the skin off of every single one and save them, and then later in the week, just the skin of the hot dog would be my meal. Oh, my God. That's gross. You were just eating hot dog skins. Is there someone in a pit in your basement right now? Because that's no. that's straight out of Buffalo, <laughs> Buffalo Bill. That's, wow, man. I don't even... I don't think I could do that. It just seems disgusting. But and you would do that all the time. Yeah, every week I would have that would be one of my meals as a kid. That's your treat. Wow, interesting. Eating the skin off a hot dog. Thanks, man. Uh, yeah. Let me go to uh, Kevin. Hey, Kevin, you're on the air. Good morning, Ermagerd. Ermagerd, what's up, bud? Hey, you guys are talking about food you've had for the first time or, or food that you consider a meal. Yes, I had. I had cheese curds for the first time in my life this weekend on a six-hour road trip. I ate them at 8 in the morning, and I didn't eat anything for the rest of the day, and I fell asleep when I got home. <laughs> All right, so what is a f- what, fried, fried cheese curds? Is yeah. that what we're talking about? So w- w- I've never had them. Are they good? Yeah, they're like they're like salty, crumbly. They're, they describe them. If they're good, they're squeaky, they say, up in upstate New York. Okay. They do a lot of they do a lot of weird things up there. They don't really make hot dog lampshades, but I mean they mm. you know 
it, it was really interesting, and it was beyond <laughs> reason how filled up I was when I was done eating them. Yeah, yeah it's, kind, it's kind of like little mini mozzarella Thanks, sticks almost. Is but, it? Uh, yeah, and press. you go to Freddy's, they have cheese curds on the uh, menu. Freddy uh, Hill Farms? No, Freddy's. What's Freddy's? Oh, uh, it's oh, a, oh, like yeah, a it's chain. A, it's a fast food restaurant. It's a oh. burger joint. That's right. Let so me they, ask you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let me ask you this one. And this is a standard. I think we've actually talked about this before. Have you ever just made a meal of the bread that a restaurant offers? No. Not a meal, but I have gotten full to where I've ruined yeah. my meal. Yeah, ordered a meal okay. and didn't eat it. Yeah, All right. So when we used to go, a, a meal Hill. deferred. They used to always give us that uh, the focaccia oh bread, and we God. would just devour that before the food even came. And we freaking love that <laughs> half filled. I uh, found out the uh, I guess the hard way when you go to get like uh, all you can eat crab legs. You know, you do like all you can eat snow crab legs, yeah. and then they give you a big bowl of pasta with the you know, and that's so you don't eat as much crab legs. And I I was like, oh, I love spaghetti, so I was just going to town on the spaghetti. So clearly, and I basically, spent twenty dollars yeah. for a bowl of spaghetti. The more expensive item is <laughs> yes. the crab, and yeah. you're filling up slices is you know ten cents a box. Yeah. Look, sir, would you like some styrofoam covered in chocolate? You know, and mm, by the way, that's great. I'm done with um like uh like Mother's Day brunches. For and because you end up spending like forty bucks a head, and you eat like one pancake and a couple of pieces of bacon, and then then you're full, and you always think that you're going to eat more. But so, what are you going to do instead? I'm not going to do that. I'll just okay. do like a regular, like a regular restaurant, yeah, like a okay, regular restaurant. Yeah. Okay. Right. Well, you you had to you, you made the declaration. Now you have to stick to it. Oh, yeah. Uh, let me see. What is a meal? What do you consider a meal that normally is not? I'm going to go to Matthew. Matthew, you're on the air. Good morning. Hey, good morning. Hey, Preston. You, yeah. you know, you see that tree? That's yeah. not a real tree. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Matthew. I don't. You guys probably don't know what that is, do you? No. Oh, uh, it was. Uh, never mind. It's stupid. <laughs> anyway, what's up, I Matthew? I remembered. All right, I got, I got a meal suggestion, and then I got a question. All right. Um, we we're, we're talking about somebody who will who will take the time to make tuna fish, and then be too lazy to put it on a sandwich and eat it out the bowl with Ritz crackers. Well, how could you or, call or that lazy? It, they're they're actually they're all right. They're they're doing more work. How could you say that they're lazy? Yeah, but you can't make the whole sandwich. You know, it's like you take the time to do the stuff and not make the sandwich. It, it, well, to Casey's point, it's actually more work because you're applying the tuna to each little separate cracker. Yeah, and I do that. Gotcha. All right, but all right, I, well, I, about, I go ahead. Here's a question: What about nachos? Do nachos count as a meal? Yeah, we said that earlier. Yeah, especially if I'll you miss get that part. Okay. Yeah, if you I'll get like some ground beef on there or, or or chicken or something like that, that's definitely that's a sit full down. Meal. That can be a full meal, absolutely. Yeah, you got your dairy. Well, um, <laughs> I used to do the Ritz cracker thing though with tuna. Me too. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you can do that, uh, you listen a, to me. A cheese platter can be a full meal. Yeah. For a minute, a I cheese thought, platter can easily be a full meal. I thought it was healthier than the two slices of bread, but mm, in reality, I don't <laughs> think it is. No, probably not. Uh, I'm going to go to Mike. Mike, good morning. Hey guys, sorry to bother you at work. No, nah, it's good. What's up, buddy? Uh, so I used to work at uh, Red Robin, and there were many times where my meal shift would just be their onion rings. Their onion rings are kick-ass. Are they? Yeah, the, uh, Red Robin. Oh. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, that would be my meal many I, times. I, I give Thanks, you special Mike. dispensation. Yeah. There was there was a place I used to work at, a restaurant I used to work at, and the way that they would make onion rings is un, unlike any place I've ever seen. If you, if you know of a place that does this, let me know. So they'd take all the onions. It wouldn't make onion rings per se. They would mix the onions into the batter. They would fill up, you know, the um, the fryer basket, uh-huh. fill it all the way up with this thing, fry it, and then they dump it out. And it came out in this big cube. Wow! And what? you just kind of pick at it with a fork. 
Okay. So good. So like we, an onion cube? Yeah, it was like a big onion ring, onion and batter Whoa. cube. That sounds amazing. In in the shape of the uh of the batter of the uh fryer basket. So it's kinda like a blooming onion, like in yeah. concept. Yeah. But, yeah. Okay, all right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like it's that. an onion cube. Onion yeah. cube. I have, um, you know, back in my drinking days, I have gone to barbecues and not had one ounce of food because I'm, I've been drinking beer. And the beer would basically, all, whatever sort of carbs, yeast, or whatever is in the beer would, for me, count as the meal. That's your, okay. Mm-hmm. Drink your meal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've listened. I know people who have absolutely done that. I would have to, if I ever went to a place like that, like a barbecue or something, I would have to make sure that I ate. First, because once you start drinking, it's like, eh, I don't really feel like eating now. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody says egg rolls are 100% a meal. I think so. Yeah. I, I, I think there. I think now there are more egg roll options than ever. I've just ate dumplings before. Oh, yes, I have as well. And that's, my, my that's mother, the meal. Now, my mother used to make um, southern dumplings, you know, the, 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 the breaded fried dumplings. Yeah, yeah, like uh, chicken and dumplings. Yeah, yep. yeah. There's they're no really difference good. between dumplings and pot stickers, right? The same. I think they're the same, same thing. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so. and then pierogies are only a slight difference. There are a lot of things on the uh, on the Chinese restaurant. But just give me the poo poo platter, and I'm good. Yeah, yeah. Casey, we had a uh, pierogi place come in one time. I, uh, maybe you remember, but there was some place in do. the Northeast, and they, those were the best pierogies I've ever had. Easily. Do you remember what it was called? I don't. Okay. Pierogi schmogi. No, <laughs> no. I, mean, I think it begins with a K, and it's some uh, Polish name anyway. What are those things? That, um, Pixar made that movie out of it where the lady, uh, she makes the... Those are dumplings. Those are dumplings? Or p- pot stickers, yes. I know what you're talking about. Oh, but, yeah. Okay, okay, go ahead. The short. Well, yeah, the short, but those are... Uh, they're, they're, they were more ball-like, and dumplings, I thought, were more like... Kind of in the shape of a pierogi, but not really. Bread ball. It was Bread a cartoon. Balls. I know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I think it, it, Nick has, is it called bow? It's called bow, and uh, and uh, the dumpling gets eaten. So <laughs> it's uh, yeah, it's a cartoon. <laughs> yeah, you could tell it was a cartoon. Yeah. All right, here you go. Question about meal. I'm going to go to Ken. Hey, Ken. Good morning. Good morning. Hi, Ken. What what's your question? What what meal? Would you consider scoops of peanut butter straight out of the jar? <laughs> Spoon or not? I I think no. so. No. I think so. No. no, it's a spoon with peanut butter on it. It's not a well, meal. Well, the spoon? <laughs> no. Well, I'm, I'm an exterminator, so I'm in the truck a lot, driving around. A lot of times I can't stop for a meal. I'll be walking around minding my own business and out of nowhere, ah, bee! So you will just, you, you'll sit there as a meal uh, the, with, a, with a spoon and a jar of peanut butter. That's that's what I do. It's just easy. Hey, right. could you could you put it on 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 a cracker? Could you if you had a cracker, you'd have a full meal. Yeah, but say I, I try to watch my waistline. I go gluten free. <laughs> okay, <laughs> all right, man. Crackers. Listen, it's enough Thanks, for a meal God. for sure. I love peanut oh, butter calorically, definitely, yeah. and uh, it, you could yes, you could live off of it mm-hmm. definitely. But that's that's too much sweet for one sitting. For the one peanut person. butter on fruit on a banana. Yeah. Yeah, that's a meal. That's good, too. You got your dairy? Peanut butter nanner. So some people are taking offense to me pierogi, uh, comparing pierogies to potstickers, and, and I'm, they're, they're... No, you weren't. They're in the same family. They're, they're cousins. Wait, they're you, said, you said a dumpling and a potsticker. The dumpling and potstickers are pretty much the same. Pierogies are completely different. They're pierogies your cousins are, from Poland. They're the, they're the, yeah, they're the Polish cousins. Yeah. And they're potato-based, right? They can be. I well, think the yeah. filling is. Yeah, the filling yeah. can is usually potato-based, but I think it can be a whole bunch of different things. 
Um, and then I, I, maybe this is the place. Is somebody brought it up on Instagram or on Twitter? The, the pierogi kitchen. The pierogi kitchen, homemade and hand pinched pierogies. And then there's one Casey called. It begins with C Z E W. I think chews or something like that. Maybe that was the one that came in before. But, maybe uh, chewers, ch- chefs. I'm sorry. Oh, here's one pasta salad. Yes, yes, yes. pasta, pasta. Definitely. That's that's that. There's no question about pasta salad being a meal. Yeah. How about potato salad? Yeah. I no, ha- no. I macaroni had, salad. Yes. I have had potato salad just as a meal before. Absolutely. My mom makes a badass really southern potato salad. And oh. dude, Steve, I'm kidding you not. Like, I mean, a full, just gigantic plate. Wow. That I've has done been that. my meal before. I've done that with macaroni salad. How about coleslaw? Now I'm thinking no. about all the side dishes. No? No, that's, that's just crazy. You can't eat enough of coleslaw for it to be a meal. Yes. You, no, you can't. I could. You could. Absolutely. I can could. you sprinkle popcorn on it? <laughs> yes. No. Uh, I coleslaw, can, I, I don't can make know. coleslaw a meal. Okay. And in fact, I'm sorry to, to, to jump in here. Uh, there's a place, a, a burger joint, uh, Steak and Shake, that I grew up with. And they would, if you ordered coleslaw yeah. with your burger... They would actually bring it to you first ah. in a little bowl as if you are supposed to have this ahead of time in, uh-huh. in its own separate meal category. I've Interesting. A, I've eaten a lot of things as meals that I'm not proud of, but uh, I would say one of the worst is uh, I have on more than one occasion, road especially, trip. no, God, no, 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 especially if I'm on the road, right? Yeah. And I, and I just, you know, I, I need to eat on the run. I have made a meal out of a... Um, a large Slim Jim. They have thick Slim Jims. Right. Uh, the Tabasco version right. and the jalapeno cheese pretzel at Wawa. Okay. That has been a straight That's not up, bad. No, That's right? not bad. It's got everything you need, yeah. right? It's got your dairy. It's got your dairy. <laughs> it's that, got your meat. Is that out of necessity or That's, preference? Uh, well, it's convenience and preference. I love I, the way they taste. Uh, here's how it works. The things that you like to do like that, you make sure that the situation dictates necessity but it's not really necessity you fl- you backed your purposely backed yourself into a corner like I don't have enough time. I'm going to have my Hearst thin pretzels and and, and yeah. iced tea. Yeah, because that's the only thing I can eat right now. Yeah, you know, and it's and that's how you con yourself into, into having these quote unquote meals. All right, here's some uh, here, here's some texts that are coming in that Marissa some notable texts: Slim Jims and cheese cubes. How about pigs in a blanket? A full on meal. I've seen a couple of texts of those and cheese cubes. Uh, cheese cubes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, hard-boiled egg yeah. as, as oh, a yeah. meal. Yeah, just, that, that works. Just um, an egg, yep. I, just I, one? Well, a dozen. Nothing else. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> like no, two. Nothing else other than, than a hard-boiled egg. So maybe two. I would yeah. have for, for God, a couple, over a year I've been eating that for breakfast every day, two hard-boiled eggs. Uh, apple and peanut butter, a meal. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Spinach and artichoke dip. Yes. But you need like some uh, some, some bagel bre- chips or yeah, something. Yeah, something. Yeah. Yeah. Some bagel chips. Some, some, uh, no. some devil's yeah. food yeah. cake. No. Uh, egg roll and wonton soup. Absolutely, that can be a meal. Born of a bowl of corn or a couple of ears of corn equals <laughs> equals a meal. What? A bowl no. of corn? A bowl of corn. No, I'm going no on that. No? No, corn? I, I would yeah. like a bowl of corn, please. <laughs> Have you, you, has you want just a ever, bowl of corn? Yes, please. Has anyone here ever eaten just corn? Uh, yes, probably. I would like a bowl of corn. But not a bowl. I've, I've eaten like a few ears of corn. The corn that comes out this time of year is so mm-hmm. damn good. I like May I have a carafe of corn, please? <laughs> what are you saying, Nick? I like it when it's hand-shucked. Yes. Mm. <laughs> mm. Uh, 
this one says, every single time I go to Iron Hill, I have cheesesteak, egg rolls, and banana bread pudding. Full meal. All right. Well, That's sure. all you need. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. I have. Uh, do you guys like those little pretzel chips? Yeah. Uh, yes. Okay. I will make a meal out of pretzel chips and hummus. Yeah. Uh, all was, right. Yeah. yeah. Totally. You can make nachos out of them too. When we go the pretzel chips, you no. can make a splint out. Yes, of them you can. Too. No, you can't make a splint. It would. Crumble. No, you can't. No. When, when nachos we... have to have nacho chips in order no. to be nachos. No. Yes. No. And what are you saying? I'm saying that you can make nachos out of pretzel chips. No. And Casey's disagreeing with me. Because but, but nachos, they wouldn't, nacho nachos. Chi- they wouldn't be nachos. Well, they wouldn't be nachos. It'd be, it'd be chip-os. You're yeah. both wrong, but it's fine. No, it'd no. be pretzel-os. <laughs> I'm going to back up Nick on this. What? No. You yeah. can't. It's nacho chips. It's nacho for... Oh, no, maybe it's not. It's for chips. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It's I've, I've come around on it. I've come around on it. I love the All right. It's nacho cheese. They're nacho I see your point. I stand correct. You got way up high yes. yeah. on the top. You increased the summit of the mountain. Nick's been on that side all morning. He started with Robin Hood, and he was totally right on Robin Hood. I shouldn't yeah. doubt you anymore, Nick. Two for two. Robin Hood and nachos. I'm all right. I can go home. I forgot what I was going to mention. Oh, when uh, when we go to P.F. Chang's, Rochelle and I will order exclusively all appetizers. Okay, oh, yeah, we will fill wraps. up the table with appetizers, and that is our meal. So there you go. That's a, it's a, and that's tapas, right? Sort of a tapas Tapas style meal. agreed. Absolutely. Can you agreed. just have tapas? Is there a thing that is just tapas? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. What's what is tapas? Tapas? Uh, tapas are small plates. Right. Same okay, so, so can you eat those plates? No, you can't eat the plates, but you can order. There are some restaurants like the candy that, are, man. that are exclusively tapas restaurants. So the, um, Amada. Jose Garces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amada. Yeah, exactly. Um Hang on, this guy's been on hold for a long time. Joe has lived in Canada. He lives in Buffalo. Wants to weigh in on wings and poutine. Hey, uh, Joe, good morning. Morning, guys. You guys rock. Thanks. Oh! I appreciate it. All right, so what do you want to what do you want to share with us? So, just in regards to the news, right? Like with the wings and and Cuomo coming out and saying that wings were not a meal. Like a lot of people in Buffalo were were pretty pissed off at that when it first when it was first brought right, up. Right. But obviously now, you know, he stated, well, yeah, it doesn't count because, well, yeah, people in Buffalo get it for meals all the time. Mm-hmm. Well, and they were sort of incensed, but I think he's since walked that back, right? Yeah, yeah, he did. I'm making dinner over yeah. here. Joe, <laughs> <laughs> Joe Bell bought me uh, quite some chips. Onion dip. Anyway, go ahead. And go, going all the way back to Casey's point earlier in the conversation about poutines, there's, there's like, Two big poutine shops. Uh, one of them I know is Smokes Poutine. Uh, I lived out in Halifax, and you could easily have that stuff as a meal because you can put almost whatever you want on it, from, like, ground beef to chicken to veggies. Right. Uh, I've, I've seen it done. So there's all kinds of stuff that, that you can throw on poutine. What are the two, the two popular places? Uh, one is Smokes Poutine, and the other one, um, it's escaping me right now. I okay. Yeah, I'm it. trying to look it up right, right. now. I can't read. Uh, oh, yeah, that's it. Uh, that's the one I went to. I went to Smokes Poutinery. Yeah. So, and then there's yeah, Thorough Good Marshall's Poutine. <laughs> 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 All right, Joe. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, thanks, guys. Have a good one. Take yeah. care. We'll see I'm you later. sorry. Sour okay. cream and onion dip. And chips. That is a full dinner. Yeah, hell of a good. I got to disagree on that one. It is a full dinner. Okay. But listen, we we all can't agree. On, no, that's on what this, makes the world beautiful. This issue, but uh, nonetheless, yeah. it's okay to order things that aren't considered straight up a meal and have it as your meal if yes. you want to. It's you, you, you do you. 
To quote Regis Philbin, you do you. You do you. Yeah, that's Just right. don't count on a full life. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. All right. You're going to die from your poutine poisoning. Listen, we got to take a break. Stay with us. Like the Preston and Steve Show podcast? Check out MMR's other audio on demand at WMMR.com or on the MMR mobile app. Hi, I'm Steven Singer, the I Hate Steven Singer guy. You know what I hate? Disappointing my mom. You buy your mother roses, and a week later, they're dead and forgotten. What if you can get a long stem rose that would last forever? Go now to IHateStevenSinger.com and see my famous roses lavishly dipped in 24-karat pure gold in exclusive colors. The only rose guaranteed to last a lifetime. They start at $59. Order by 5 p.m. Eastern Time today with free shipping and have it arrive by Mother's Day. Only at IHateStevenSinger.com. In ShopPlay Win Monopoly at Acme, every ticket wins an offer, a prize, or tokens for sweepstakes. It's easy to play. There's no game board. Just scan your tickets from checkout in the ShopPlay Win app and see what you won. With over $230 million in prizes and money-saving offers, you could be a winner. No purchase necessary. See rules at ShopPlayWin.com. Hasbro is not a sponsor of this promotion. Acme, official supermarket of MMR's Preston and Steve show. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Now, WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Bizarre File. And the Bizarre File this morning brought to you by Natural Lawn. Natural Lawn of America is safer for your lawn, kids, and pets. Schedule their full-service program and get free seeding every year. Call 800-FREE-SEED. Natural Lawn of America. Greener grass, fewer weeds, guaranteed. We will start with this one. A woman is behind bars in Salt Lake County on Friday after she was arrested for shooting a teenager with a bow and arrow. What happened? Well, the victim, a juvenile male, had a large laceration on his leg when police arrived. He identified the woman who shot him as Chelsea Huggins. Witnesses told police Huggins and the victim got into an argument while Huggins was on her roof. And Huggins (laughs) appeared to have weapons with her. The witness stated she witnessed the victim get hit with something but did not hear any gunshots. An arrow was found nearby as seen in photos from the scene. So she... Just went up there to start taking shots at people? I, I'm not sure. I mean, she went up there with weapons. Yeah. So officers determined, based on the victim's statement, that he'd been shot with an arrow. Huggins also reportedly told the teen not to come back or, quote, she would kill him. Uh, she was booked into the county jail on felony charges of aggravated assault and child abuse. So she was she was up in her tree stand and waiting for her some Making guilt. Making a yep. stand now, man. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's come to a head. All right, six people, including several doctors, have been jailed in China for illegally harvesting organs from accident victims. The group had tricked the families of the deceased into thinking they were making official organ donations. Oh, man. So between 2017 and 2018, they removed the livers and kidneys from 11 people at a hospital. That's horrible. China is grappling with a huge shortage of organs. And has struggled to meet demand through public donations. Contact the Wurlitzer Company. The trafficking ring could uh, included four high-ranking doctors, some of whom worked in organ procurement in hospitals. They would target car crash victims or patients oh. who suffered from cerebral hemorrhage at the hospital. The hospital's head of the intensive care unit, Yang Suksin, would approach a patient's family members and ask if they would consent to donating their loved one's organs. The family members would sign and would later turn out to be fake consent forms. The person would then be wheeled out of the hospital into the middle of the night and put into a van 
made to look like an ambulance where doctors would remove the organs. The organs would then be sold to individuals or other hospitals, which members of the trafficking ring contacted secretly. Did you ever see the movie Coma? Yes. It's exactly like Coma, where yep. they were they were harvesting organs in a right. duplicitous plot within the hospital. They were eventually found out when the son of one of the victims grew suspicious. Several months after his mother's death in 2018, Xi Zanling had rechecked the documents his family received when they agreed to her organ donation and found several discrepancies, including blank sections in the forms. He then discovered that there were no records of his mother's donation held either with authorities or with the China Organ Donation Administrative Center. And when he asked uh, Yang about this, he was immediately offered a large sum of money to keep quiet about it. And that's, he said, when I was sure that something strange was going on, it promptly alerted the authorities. The six men in the organ trafficking ring were sentenced in July uh, for a crime of deliberately destroying corpses. Wow. Terrific. You know, that stuff really happened. A man allegedly caught snooping around a building site is accused of trying to... I love this. Is a tr- accused of trying to pretend he was a statue when police arrived oh at the God. scene. <laughs> <laughs> it works in the movies. It, right. it does. Right. Uh, patrols were called just before 3.30 a.m. Thursday morning for a security company re- uh, when they reported a person walking... Uh, not a human on a statue. Around this ins- guy says he's a statue. Inside with a flashlight. When officers arrived, they cordoned off the area and they called in a police dog patrol. They searched the site. Uh, they located the man inside one of the apartments pretending to be a statue. <laughs> so do they describe the pose that he was taking? It was I like wish, Rodin's The Thinker or I what? wish they would have. Yeah. I mean, that would have been great, you know, but I, I can't think of... No, they didn't indicate. But yes, The Thinker would be a good one. A common one, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the man, a 29-year-old, was arrested and charged with being unlawfully on premises. Uh, so oh, he, statue. Uh, the <laughs> checks revealed that he had an outstanding court warrant and he was refused police bail. Uh, the man will remain behind bars until his next court appearance in December. Uh, man, this is sad and, and just disturbing. A man was struck and killed by three separate hit-and-run drivers who all fled the scene after colliding with him while he was crossing the street. Oh and now police God. are appealing to the public uh, in, uh, for help in finding the perpetrators. The incident occurred at approximately 7.39 p.m., in the South Los Angeles neighborhood of Florence, when 50-year-old Jose Fuentes was crossing a street, a motorcycle traveling northbound collided with him. Uh, in video, Fuentes can be seen lying in the road after being struck by the motorcycle as it speeds away. Just seconds later, Fuentes is then hit by a white sedan, which also fled the scene after the collision. In a separate video of the same accident that was released by uh, the police, The man on the motorcycle can be seen stopped somewhere down the road before getting back on his motorcycle and fleeing. Fuentes was subsequently hit a third time following the motorcycle and the white sedan, but police did not release any information on that vehicle or a possible description of the suspect. Uh, Not one of the three vehicles stopped after striking him. It's horrifying. Authorities are now looking for all three suspects, but were only able to say that they are looking for a dark-colored sports bike being driven by a man as well as a white-colored sedan. That's messed up. All right, one last story. This is a great one. Czech police are seeking help in an unusual case after a deer turned the tables on hunters and snagged a pursuer's rifle on his antlers before running away. Wow. The deer, frightened by a dog, 
Rantlers. Ran toward one of the hunting party, tore his sleeve, and caught a strap on a twenty-two Hornet rifle on his antlers. All right, now we're going to even the score. And the rifle, which the hunter had slung over his left arm, fortunately without ammo, slipped on the deer's antlers and disappeared with him. Uh, police said another hunter later spotted the deer about a half mile away, still carrying the gun. The hunter searched the forest but did not find the gun. He had no choice then to report the incident to the police. I was just passing through. Just a deer. Coming back for the war, but you wouldn't let me leave. Uh, the police said that... Just because I have Rattlers. Yeah. Rattlers. Exactly. Police said uh, that uh, they, they said... Coming anyone... back from hunting season, people spitting on us saying, Who are you out there having sex? <laughs> Anyone who finds a weapon should contact authorities. Oh, I found a weapon. Right away. So, And I plan on using it. And that is what I have. Of ram deer. Ram deer. <laughs> that is what I Ram-do. have. Ramdo. Ramdo. Oh, my God. <laughs> but it's a, oh, yeah, it's it had a female. Yeah, 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 yeah. Female does don't have rantlers. Yeah. Female does. <laughs> female does don't have. <laughs> female girls don't. <laughs> female women. Female does don't have rantlers. Yeah, if we're going to be clinically correct about this absurd premise. <laughs> but Ram Doe, it works. I know. It, it fits. It's, it's yeah. got to be Ram Deer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ram Buck. Ram Buck. <gasps> yeah. There it is. There Yay, it is. We did it. We're Ram doing Buck. It. We made it work. We're doing it. All right. And that's what I have in the bizarre file for you this morning. All right. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in a moment. And we'll ask a question about today's program. We'll see if you know the answer. And you could win yourself a prize. We'll stay put. We'll come back with that in Trash and Music News as well. MMR spotlights the best rock in Philadelphia with Jackson's Local Shots. That's right. And this month's artist is Brett Talley. Tally, your local shots artist of the month. Check them out every Wednesday at 6.30 right here on the Mighty MMR. And you can hear and see more now at WMMR.com. Keyword, local shots. Sponsored by Family and Company Jewelers. Find a band that rocks her world at Family. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Philly. Before we welcome our, our next guest on, uh, I'm going to do this for my, I'm, I'm going to do something personal in mind. So in 1988, uh, the uh, album uh, Vivid came out uh, from, uh, of course, uh, uh, God, I'm losing my train of thought, Living Color. Yeah. And when I, I back then I played in a, in a cover band. We've talked yes. about it for years. And I was telling Casey off air, uh, when you play in a cover band, every now and then you'll throw in a song that the band agrees, okay, we're going to play something that we're going to play this just to show off our musicianship a little bit. Mm-hmm. And so uh, Living Color was just, we, we loved the band. and But we didn't want to play Cult of Personality because it was too obvious. Right. So we played two other songs from that album, Open Letter to a Landlord. Great song. And I'm going to play a little clip. Now, this is from an old boom box <laughs> at a bar that All I right. recorded this on. But another song we love playing, and it was to show off our musicianship, was Middleman. So I wanted him to hear this while he's on hold. Just a little bit. Oh, so the audio is horrible. 
But man, it's got such a cool groove. And we yeah. were, we'd go into that just for us. We were like, this is, we're having fun now. <laughs> yeah. This is you had awesome. to give your, still yourself a bone. Huge fan of this band. And not only that, uh, he and his bandmates graciously came to our camp out for hunger and performed a few years ago. And One of my blew, favorite moments of all time. Blew us away. Yeah. Please welcome from Living Color, Vernon Reed. Yeah. Hey, Vernon. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> How you doing, man? I'm great. How are you doing? We're, we're doing great. Listen, I want to point out uh, that the reason we, we decided to, to give you a buzz and see if you would come on was you said some really cool things about the radio station in a, oh, yeah. t- a tweet exchange uh, and how the station was integral in kind of getting the ball rolling for that album, Vivid, which was a breakout for you guys. Absolutely. I remember it quite well. Um, Middleman was our first single, and it, it really kind of, we kind of did a little something on, on college radio, but that was about it. And uh, and I mentioned about the fact that, you know, that our next shot, and, and I think our last shot was going to be Cult of Personality. And WMMR was the station that played it first, added it first, and got phones on it first. And that that got the ball rolling, you know. I mean, and uh, and I remember that very, very clearly. I know you were getting tortured by our radio guy Harvey Leeds <laughs> back in the day. Well, that's what he had to do. That's the job. Give, I want to give a shout out to Biff Kennedy, who was our Sony rep in Philly at the time. Okay, you know, but we were very, you know, it was like, you know, like uh, Oedipus, and you know that that all came later. You know, Boston. Massachusetts, I think Boston uh, uh, added at like right after that, but. That's kind of the way it went, and um, and we were we always loved playing Philly. Um, it was the first stop on the Stone Storm Steel Wheels tour. That was our first uh, show. So we we've always had a very close affiliation with Philly. Philly's so got legendary status in terms of musicians coming through Philly. You yeah. know, everyone from Coltrane, Benson, the list goes on and on. And uh, so I love that town, and uh, so it's 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 an honor to even bring it up. And so when when it came up, basically people were saying, "Oh, you know, Colt was released," and 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 I just happened to glance at it. I was like, "Oh, sh- oh, oh. <laughs> 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 all good." <laughs> and, 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 I, and I was like, "Oh yeah," and then it just the, the memories came flooding back, and and uh, just thinking, you know, like it started. WMMR really started it, and then we did the video. You know, because we had got this moment, we started to get this momentum, and then we did the, the the video with Drew Carolyn, and that broke on MTV, and then the rest of the country followed. Wow! I and I, I remember I have so many questions for you. Number one, I want to go to you know you said our last shot, so I assume that you know uh, that album represented for you guys. This is the best. This is with this clearly is our sound. This is the best. And if this doesn't hit, it just ain't gonna work. Is that what you meant by that? Well, well, well it's kind of like we we're. You know, generally, you got three bites at the apple um, with in terms of major labels. You know, they try. Depending on, it's a lot. It's very political. It depends on how strong your A and R man. You know, my my clap, my Kaplan was. You know, he had had a string of of successes and hits and things, so he was in a pretty good position. But it's also like the zeitgeist of you know how how much risk they were willing to put in. You know, we were very lucky because they there was a switch of leadership. You know. Al Teller was a, was the head of Epic. He left, uh, uh, and uh, and that was just Dave Glue came in, and Dave Glue, who was an Atlantic executive, he 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 saw us play a show at the Ritz, and he said, "You know, you remind me of a uh, uh, young Led Zeppelin. You remind me of a Led Zeppelin because he worked on Led Zeppelin." So, in, in other words, all these everything, 
everything had to line up. But at the same time, you know, I think about the fact that it took, we had to, <laughs> we had already become a local, you know, we, we right rose up through the ranks locally. You know, we played Irving Plaza, we played all these different clubs in New York, we played mainly CBGBs. So we were really on track, but we had gotten rejected by a lot of the labels. And it took getting hooked up with the most famous person in rock and roll for us to advance. Mick Jagger? Is, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So it's, so on the one hand, you know, God bless him, you know, and, and it's great that he came through. But the fact that it, 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 it we have to have that person. Yeah. It's, 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 wild, I mean? it's wild, Vernon, because if you stop and think about it, um, those it, it, and we've we've been in the, the radio business long enough to know how important mm-hmm. those those A&R people were. And, and and I wonder now with all the surplus of ways, you know, with the uh, with streaming and YouTube and all the different uh, um, ways to get music out, if we might see a hybrid of that kind of person come back because they, they sort of have gone away in large part. But somebody who's an advocate to help get behind something, use the sheer force of will and belief in an artist to help it help them cut through all the noise. Do you know what I'm saying? I absolutely agree. I think I think the idea of like almost influencer A and R yeah. is, a, is a kind of idea, concept that's whose time has come. You know, clearly somebody that's in that's actually has an ear but also is is got their you know is really on the got their finger on the pulse of what's going on can really spot viral trends before before they happen you know like a how quarterback throws to where the running back is going to be right you know what I mean so like so that's the, the idea is like not to be to you know to spot the the pre trend before it becomes a trend and then time it so that kind of person is evolving I believe that. I loved what you guys did. The reason your music and that album stood out to me, you and one other band, the Red Hot Chili Peppers, were mm-hmm. bringing, you were bringing funk, you were bringing soul power into heavy music. And it was so refreshing and cool. Um, was it, And but I remember it really standing out. Was it, uh, was it resistance at first when you guys came out with that sound? Well, yeah, because people didn't, you know, number one, people were, well, trying to figure out where we were coming from. Mm-hmm. And I think people got it really twisted, you know what I mean? Because because rock had become so identified with white people yeah. at that at that point. And it was almost like a disconnect between rock's black roots. Well the thing about us is that we never disconnected it. So it was never a pro- it was never an identity crisis. It was never a, an identity problem. The problem was with other people looking at it and trying to figure it out, but we were very clear about it. We were very clear the connection between how Led Zeppelin became Led Zeppelin, how the Stones became the Stones. And we were very clear about the connection between a, Miles Davis, a Sly Stone, and a Jimi Hendrix. So mm-hmm. it was never... And the other thing, it wasn't just historical, it was also very current because I, I grew up with bands like... My first concert was Parliament Funkadelic. Yeah. And with War, right? The Isley Brothers. I mean, Ernie Isley does... The Isley Brothers... And Ernie Isley don't ever get enough credit because they kept that kind of Hendrix sound alive, but also with hits on the radio, like Who's That Lady and Fight for Power. So this this was like a sound that was very alive. It wasn't like thinking of backwards. It was like a very current type of sound, as well as, you know, the influence of growing up with how the Beatles radically changed. Like, they went from I Want to Hold Your Hand yep. to, to, to Helter Skelter. I mean, <laughs> that, that's, that's, like, that's like a band becoming, it's like a band starting out 
as, um, I don't know, like the Everly Brothers and becoming Radiohead right, before right. your very eyes. Well, you know, it's, it's, it's funny because you, you have, the music is so good. The music on its, on its own and obviously your, your, the, the, the band's ability to perform and, and deliver it and deliver it live. But then what happens in the studio? And I think just in production, a lot of people who aren't familiar with the, the process of, of, of production and audio recording and, and capturing and, and accenting and accentuating an artist's capability, that that album in particular, Vivid, you can hear, you can know that sound instantly when you hear it. And, and it seems to be sort of a perfect storm of what you needed at that time. I, I give full credit to Ed Stasium. And actually, Ed Stasium and Mick Jaggers as producers. Mick produced two songs. He produced Glamour Boys and he produced... Which Way to America, which Which Way to America is one of the most aggro, it ends the album, and it's an incredibly aggro tune. So he was great. And Ed Stasium, who had been working with Mick uh, on Primitive Cool, we brought him on as a producer. And, you know, Culture Person, we played it in the clubs. We actually did a different arrangement of it. And we actually did, like, a like, intro. Like, you know how uh, um, Desperate People has this kind of intro? Yeah. Most of the riff? We, had, we actually took the, the course on the bridge actually like a, a kind of an intro, kind of very grand, and then we hit the riff, right? Yep. And then and Ed, he said, skip the intro, get to the sample, which we changed. The first sample we used to do, Free at Last, Free at Last, Thank God Almighty, we were free. It was MLK, okay. and we switched it to Malcolm X. So he said, no, man, play the sample, just skip the intro and get to the riff. So that's the value of a producer, a producer intervention. Because we were been performing the song a certain way and he said man just get right to it so yeah so he so that kind of thing i spent a lot of time with ed in the studio working on things and the way he used percussion if you listen to the record really listen to it he does a, there's a lot of sound even though it's just four of us playing the instruments yeah there are a lot lot of little touches that he puts in that fill that kind of sonic space you know so he's fantastic i, I talked to ed yesterday so it's it's fantastic, you know. I mean, I love that guy; he's an incredible nice. producer. Hey, Vernon, you know about uh, the video for uh, for Cult of Personality, and that's when it really exploded for you guys. Was uh, when that hit. You know, there's several things that that I remember when it, my first reaction of seeing that video because it was so big. You guys had a very specific look. You know, here's a black heavy metal, you know, hard rock band. I'm like, wow, that stands out to me. Look at that guy's hair. You know, Corey had this really long, wild dreads, and he was wearing a a, a wetsuit for some reason, which <laughs> yeah. was interesting. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. And and of course, I saw, you know, you shredding. I'm like, look at this dude rip. And one of the things that also really stood out to me was your guitar with those neon uh, colors mm -hmm. on it. And I hadn't seen a, a guitar pop like that, you know, since Eddie Van Halen's Frankenstein, it had a really signature look to it like that. Do you still have that guitar first? I do. I do. And uh, that was made by the ESP company of Japan. But we specifically, it was um, uh, the, the ESP, the New York office, you know, and, uh, and it was myself and uh, the late, great Ronnie Drayton. You know, we were both endorsers and we were New York based. And uh, Paul Skelton worked in that shop. And Paul Skelton was amazing. He had this thing. They would send you guitars from Japan. And he had this way. He would pick a guitar out of the case. And he had this one strum uh, quality control. So he would take a guitar case. He would strum it. He was from Texas, you know. Yeah. <laughs> he would strum it. There you go. POS, send it back. Oh, <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> Strum, I could work with this. Strum, <laughs> I can salvage this one. Strum, no good. Yeah, he, I, I actually wow. sat and watched him do it 
with a bunch of guitars. And when my guitar came through, it was because they had done this this finish. It's it called it's it a Kulik finish, where they take several layers of uh, paint and then they kind of sand it down, and that's how you get this kind of almost a uh, video feedback yep. kind of effect. Yep. And then that guitar was spot on. Yeah. From the moment it arrived and came out the case, and uh, I still I, I still have it. And in fact, they, um, the EST company uh, reissued. They did a Colt eighty six limited issue of eighty six guitars, which all sold out, which is great. But um, I'm actually um, considering donating the original to the African uh, American Hi- Historical Museum. Wow! Oh, that'd be amazing. Yeah, because so, yeah, there's there's a whole music exhibit, and they rotate the thing, and we played for the opening of the African-American History Museum wow. and at the at Smithsonian. So I was talking to these uh, people, and, uh, and I was like, you know, because I was thinking about, like, well, you know, I mean, it's... And I tried playing it, and the guitar is heavy as hell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, wait, can, can you... Can you can you tell them though if I really want it? Can I have it back? <laughs> you know? I, I know. Well, you know what, though, man. I'm a, you know, I, you know that's like uh, yeah. It's a loan. It'll, it'll be on loan. It'll yeah, be yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Vernon, uh, I have a, I have a question, and I always like getting uh, tips and and suggestions from musicians. Um, can you tell yeah. us what you're listening to now? And and uh, it, it can be new, new or old. It doesn't matter. But you know what's uh, what's floating your boat these days. Oh, my goodness. I actually have been listening. Like, people are familiar with Esperanza Spaulding mm-hmm. as, a, as a jazz musician. But she put out these two, uh, like, uh, electric records and, uh, you know, uh, de-evolution. Uh, really, really, really good records. And uh, so Esperanza Spaulding, like, her late, last two records are amazing. And I've been listening to Fiona Apple's record of Fetch the Bolt. Cover. All right, so do you like that? Because I, you know, I heard all the buzz people about it. Like... People, I know, people are divided about it. But, you know, I, I, I actually um, kind of was like, Fiona Apple, she first came out, I was like, oh, she's cool. And I really wasn't, and then people are very, very opinionated about her. And and I just, I just decided, because I remember, like, from the first thing, and then I hadn't really checked in. So I said, you know, let me check this out. And I was immediately... In. Because wow. there's something there's something about the way um, she expresses herself mm. that's very conversational. It's very and I don't, I can't tell whether it's autobiographical or not. <laughs> but some of the stuff that she the, her wordplay, like the song Shamika, is so. I mean, because it's it's also kind of the way she the, the way the music is arranged. It's kind of like it reminds me of almost of Vince Guaraldi. The way the piano is very dominant. And yeah. it reminds me almost of Vince Guaraldi's music for the Peanuts. Now, I love that music. Like, all the Vince Guaraldi stuff, the Great Pumpkin and all the, the Christmas special. Oh, it's great. It's it's it's, oh, it's hands down my favorite uh, Christmas music of all time. And, and, and just his trio was, was legendary. Loved them. Legend. Great, great jazz musician. And I think he got dog with, well, you do cartoon music. But that music was very emotive to me and very made a, a, a big impact on me. So when I heard these kind of ostinatos and things that Fiona Apple was doing, I was like, you know what? She's on some, you know, I, I get it. I, I mean, it got to me. And then uh, just the way she talks about, like, under the table and all this different stuff. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like, you know, it, it feels like a conversation. It feels like having a conversation with somebody. And it's, it's almost like a perfect music for this time. She sounds like someone that's, like, over it. <laughs> 
Yeah, so here's the deal. Lyrically, I think she's um, absolutely dynamic and, and, and genius. Uh, musically, I, I couldn't, um, and we were actually, this is like the second time we're talking about Fiona. We were talking about her off air. I've seen her in concert. I've seen, uh, you know, up close yeah. and personal. Uh, she also showed up on a, uh, a, a Tiny Desk series with the Watkins Family Hour. And I was like, okay, yeah. so the Fiona Apple that we knew in the late 90s, or early 2000s is, you know, she's had... Um, She's different, you know, and and I and I love yeah. the experimental nature of it all. Uh, musically, I just couldn't. I, I I really couldn't find myself getting. Uh, I was trying to. <laughs> I was really trying to it's like okay. it. Yeah, no, no, yeah. I know, and I well, know it's okay. But I I I wish I was able to listen to it the same way that you do. Yeah, well, you know, things are funny that way. You know, sometimes things that you don't get, right? Like you're trying to scratch your head at, like you know, when 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 Radiohead did Kid A, there's no drums. On the first two songs, oh. right? On the first couple of songs, there actually aren't drums. And I was like, where are the drums? And I, I, I and that was like, it, it bothered me. And then eventually said, you know what? This is dope. Like, yeah. it, it, it occurred to me that this is actually taking, this is, they're not, they're kind of taking the form and they're messing with it in a way that's bringing, doing something. A lot of things that we turn around and suddenly we're like tapping our toe to it. The first time you hear it, it's challenging. It's like, ah, oh, that's not what I, uh, uh, mm. and sometimes like, sometimes it's weird how things will creep up on you. And it may not be the whole record, but it might be a tune. It's interesting how we, we take things in. Sometimes things will hit us right away and they're great. And then you fall out of love with it. And other things are like, I don't know about that. And then suddenly you're tapping your toe to it. It's a, it's a weird psychology with sound and, and music. Yeah. Let me ask you, Vernon, because it, it's interesting. Do you think, and you've made some some jazz references as uh, as we've been talking, do you, we obviously know that they, you know, rock comes from the blues, you know, mm-hmm. a, a large part, but but jazz also has had an influence. And and how mm-hmm. much do you think jazz has influenced the sound of the kind of rock that you deliver and the kind of rock that we all tend to gravitate towards? Well, well it's it's interesting because I grew up in a time period, you know, when I was a when I was a much younger. You know, fusion music had kind of hit, and and also prog music, right? So music like, you know, cult of personality. That riff is one part of that riff is Mahavishnu Orchestra. Mm-hmm. Like, the, like hearing the Ma- John McLaughlin's, you know, pioneering jazz rock fusion band. You know, hearing music like the, the, the New Race and the Dance of Maya that had an influence, as well as hearing all the other, like Zeppelin and all the other emerging, you know, like Sabbath and all the other emerging music at that time. So it's a kind of uh, all these different influences had a part to play. And um, think about the career of Jeff Beck. You know, Jeff Beck was, you know, this kind of guitar, Wunderkinder, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then he collided with Fusion, specifically the keyboard player from my visual orchestra, Jan Hammer. Mm -hmm. And they had a collaboration for many years. And his music has changed every since and occasionally he'll dip back into rockabilly but his music has become this kind of he's influenced the whole instrumental rock thing very profoundly and you know like like eddie van halen one of his favorite guitarists is the late great alan holdsworth alan holdsworth to play with tony williams and play with soft machine he he influenced generations like all the shredding and hyper shred that like alan holds like you know eddie van halen alan holdsworth they had steve Vai, massive influence across the culture of guitar. Yeah. So these these things are all part and parcel. I, I think about my list of influences. Well, my influences were like Santana, 
Hendricks, McLaughlin, Fripp, Jan Ackerman, Tommy Bolin, who played on Cobham's record. You know what I mean? So there's all of this different, these, all these different places, but there were also local people. There was a guy I grew up with named uh, Arthur Rames. I talk about him all the time on Twitter. And uh, he had passed on, you know, like, you know, like 89. It was heartbreaking thing. They, that guy was one of the greatest musicians I ever saw in my life because he played guitar like ri- ridiculous. Yeah. And he also played saxophone like Cold Spring. I'm not exaggerating. And he would go on the piano and co- totally destroy it. So it was just, it was, and he was a thorough, he was a fusion guy, but also a jazz guy. And people like Jaco Pastorius, you know, who played with Joni Mitchell and Weather Report. All of these different people had a huge, they changed the fabric of yeah. what rock is and what rock was. You think about the influence of jazz, you know, think about um, Van Morrison and Moondance. That's jazz. Like, that, that, yeah. that Moondance, that's very influenced by jazz. Yes. And you know, you're, Sonny, you're, Sonny, Sonny Rollins played on a, a Rolling Stones record. You know, all, it goes on. You've, you've, you've mentioned a, a handful of names here, like like Tony Williams and Jacko Pastores and, and, uh, mm-hmm. and Billy Cobham, and who are the greatest musicians that ever walked the face of the earth. But they can also be so incredibly complex in what they're doing that it's mm-hmm. it's so hard for the average <laughs> ear to hear and understand and take mm-hmm. that in. And I have mm-hmm. as much respect for those people as I do for those who can take many fewer notes and pick the right mm-hmm. melodies and so on Absolutely. and turn them into masterpieces as well. Absolutely. And, well, and they, a, they all influence each other. Incre- I, I think that's a very important point. Like like Neil Young. Like Neil Young, I love Neil Young. And his crazy raw electric guitar playing, as well as his acoustic playing, you know, he just he yeah. does he de- he does not give a you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're right. He's Neil Young. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and, and that's and that's also part of the thing. It's not. I think that the spirit of punk, the spirit of a Kurt Cobain, God rest in Chris Cornell. Mm-hmm. You know, Chris like Soundgarden. They were a perfect marriage of very in your face, very raw. But they could be very dense and very complex with the altered tunings, with the lyrics. Odd signature, time signatures, yeah. Oh, odd time signatures, but you know, and, you know, and, 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 you know, so much of his great music, of their great music, you know, like, you know, Chris Cornell was dealing with a lot of deep, heavy things, and he put it out there, you know, 4th of July. Like, my favorite tune of theirs is The Day I Tried to Live. I mean, I'm telling you, that's one of the, I mean, that's one of those tunes that, for me, Having been in the business and seeing all of the stuff that that I saw, in a way, that song had a very specific kind of resonance. Do you think that so there's something cosmic that ends up bringing these people together? Do you know what I mean? Like you, you have a, a you know all these talented people out there that uh, you know can can rip and shred, and, and w- but for for some reason. It is something that brought them together that made them a success. You know, maybe they would have had success somewhere else, but they right. they didn't. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, you know, we all ran away to join the circus. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like Every one of us. Yeah. Certain 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 things are fated are fated to be, and you know, you think of I think about like an Amy Winehouse, oh. and it's and you know what I mean, and it's just heart wrenching. It's heartbreaking and heartbreaking to think about her. Because, you know, she's a, p- a person who, you know, that's, when, that's, when I first heard that song, Rehab, I jumped out of my skin because it it was like when he said, oh, finally I'm hearing someone telling the truth. Like, she's actually, it, it just had the ring of, of quote-unquote authenticity, just that, you know, when she goes, no, 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 
I mean, that's generations of people have struggled with addiction yeah. and all the rest of it. And her truth ultimately, you know, she struggled and ultimately she lost that struggle. But, you know, that's the thing. So many of our greatest, the Marvin Gaye's, the Sam Cooks, you know, they come through and they will say the truth. And, they, you know, and whether they have hits or big hits or whether or not, when you hear the truth coming from a singer, when you hear the truth coming out of a guitar or a horn or a violin or a drum, you, it's unmistakable. It is unmistakable. It does, if, it's, if it's heavy and dark, if it's light and folksy, the truth will out. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you know what's interesting, though, Vernon, and, and to touch on what you said, Casey, about, you know, cosmically, is there a reason that these groups of people get together? And, and yes, they, they, they go out and musically change the fabric. I, 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 however, now with YouTube, Vernon, in my, I never knew how many virtuoso musicians <laughs> out there existed. Oh, yeah. That there are people yeah, that are that, uh, that, that are, that are that, uh, uh, that have that ability, and yet they are bagging groceries. And uh, this is just a thing they do on the side. But they're incredible musicians. Incredible. Do you, Absolutely. I, I had no idea that thing. many existed, you know? World is the world is essentially unfair, you know. If you think about it, like a, you know, a Jimi Hendrix, you know, Jimi Hendrix would never if he just stay if he hadn't taken that trip to England, you know, Jim, it wouldn't have happened. You know, in fact, it just wasn't. You know, the British invasion. In fact, he was one of the artists that helped to reverse the British invasion trend mm. and kind of bring it back to the states. Yeah, you know, you everybody everybody is on their journey, and there's no guarantees. I like I mentioned Arthur Rains that people. Don't know his name. He's the greatest musician I've ever personally seen. Not a famous person. And, you know, who can say why these things happen? Uh, Vernon, I'm sorry to interrupt, but once you bring up Jimmy, and and once again, it's a black musician going, uh, by the way, this is how you do it. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, but also, you you know, he was influenced by Bob Dylan. Yeah. Directly as a songwriter, you know, and Bob Dylan just put out like one of the best records of his career. I mean, people have, have counted Bob Dylan out for you know when he you know when he get time out of mind and was oh my god. Then you know, Love and Theft came out, but this record, Rough and Ready Ways, I mean, he's it's incredible. It's yeah. incredible, yeah. and part of the reason it's incredible is because it's him. When you hear Murder Most Foul from his lips, it's a different situation. It's, it's 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 fascinating listening to you because you know what the same way I love hearing a uh, a director who is a fan of film. You're a musician who adores music, so it, it you've never you've never lost that complete immersion and adoration for it. And when and, and it's just fascinating to hear your perspective on this stuff. So uh, I want to I want to just mention two bands that are that, that are they're, they're on the opposite ends of the spectrum. Super. I want to mention band Car Bomb. If you're into the super heavy stuff, Car Bomb. Okay. Car Bomb. Band, car Bomb. Right. You know, it's and <laughs> the other and the other and the I mean, unbelievable is a band. There's a band called Thank You Scientist. Let me tell you. <laughs> what, right. what do they sound like? I'm writing all these down. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Imagine. Imagine. What it sound like? Imagine like uh, if you took. Early Chicago and Frank Zappa and put what? It together. Wow. Zappa and yeah, Chicago. And the, and the guitarist, That's a big sound. And the, and the guitarist Tom Monda is out of. I mean, I'm say that I mean, Tom Monda in the top in the top tier in the top tier. Okay, Ridic- ridiculous. But they but they're like the super heavy band. But the parts, it's like take 
take or take early Chicago and take Dream Theater and and, and Chicago. <laughs> All right, Seriously, that blows like, my it's mind. That kind of yeah. it's like super proud band, but with horn sections, trumpet player and saxophone, I'm ridiculous. But Tom Monaghan guitars. And they're from Montclair, New Jersey. Thank right. you, scientists. You heard it from me. The, they have a record, Terraformers, and the, some several records. Check them out. All right, man, we, we appreciate will, it. We'll get people on yeah. that. We will definitely listen to it. All right, Absolutely. well, Vernon, we're, we're glad we came across across this oh, tweet where you mentioned MMR, yeah. and uh, it's, it's awesome to catch up with you, man. We'll talk any time you have time. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> uh, you know... Uh, and, and uh, I want to give a quick shout out to my to my my Philly brothers Jamal Dean Takuma and, and Calvin Weston from the Freeform Funky Freak, uh, <laughs> and, and all the rest of the posse, all of the rest of the Philly posse. Yeah, I love you guys, you know. Uh, and uh, thank you so much for you know you were critical in the band's career. Thank you. And uh, we we so appreciate it and acknowledge it. So you know, y'all everybody stay safe. These are crazy sci-fi times we're living through, and, yep. um, you know, we'll get through. We'll see you on the other end, and hopefully we can get another situation like we had at the camp out, which still stands, as I think, for all of us, one of the absolute most incredible, surreal moments when you guys played for us out at that event. Yep. So. It, was our, it was our pleasure. Hey, okay, guys. All right, Vernon. Uh, take care. Weekend. All right, yeah. you too. Vernon Reed. Wow. Of uh, In Living Color. Not In Living Color. Living Color. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he, I, we were just going to talk to him for like five minutes, yeah. I thought. But that dude is a, he is a student of music. No Don't question. you love hearing that, that zeal and his take on it? I mean, and it goes across all realms. I mean, yeah. when he was bringing up, he was bringing up Legends of Jazz. He was bringing up, uh, when you go from Joni Mitchell to... Um, you know, uh, Dream Theater. Yeah, uh, he's he's covering all across the uh, the spectrum. Nice, that was cool, man. Do you want to hear any of? Because uh, I have Terraformer by Thank You Scientist. You want to hear one of their songs? Sure. Well, it's not the whole song. Well, no, just, no, 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 no. I just want some of it. Yeah. All right, well, this one, uh, I'll give you four choices. Do you want Wrinkle, uh, Fix Milder, whatever that is, Swarm, or Son of a Serpent? Um, Wrinkle's fine. Yeah, okay, Wrinkle's fine. I'm a Wrinkle right, man. Yeah. You're a Wrinkle man. So he said it was Chicago meets Zappa meets Dream Theater, something like that. So they've got a horn section. they got to be a big band, I would imagine. A lot of members. All right. Yeah, very, uh, very fusion. Yeah. Crank it up a little bit, guys. Yeah, I hear a lot of weather report and and, uh, and like you said, Mahavishnu in there. I love the that Mahavishnu. Type of stuff, yeah. yeah, my yeah. My, my brother was taking guitar. His teacher was a Mahavishnu orchestra. Oh, Psycho. Their musicianship is just those bands. Uh, it just and 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 like you know, Dream Theater, these progressive bands. You just it's hard to follow. Yeah. per se, you can't like tap your foot to it. It's an earworm that lives with you with everything. But it's, <laughs> it's <laughs> unbelievable musicianship. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, that was cool. We need yeah. to take a break. So don't stray too far. We'll be back in a moment. WMMR. Polluting more than just the airway.
hear us at WMMR.com, on our mobile app, smart speakers, and radio.com. I have noticed some oh. things. It's a Friday That's all the intro That's I all need. you need. That's it. I noticed that Wawa announced plans to open its first exclusively drive through only location, and it's right near where Kathy used to live. It is. It's in mm-hmm. Falls Township, Bucks County. It is in Bucks County. It's uh, So it's going to be just drive through I, so I am not, so down with this. It's so not, completely down with this. It's not a regular Wawa that has a drive through option. This is just... You drive through and everything will be handed to you via a, uh, a worker. It's like a Swiss Farms, Dairy Barn sort of thing. I like that, I guess. Yeah, so it has literally no access to the inside. Correct. So oh. Dairy Barns, I don't know if you're familiar with Dairy Barns, but Dairy Barns were that. They had no, you had no access to the inside. Uh, and it was, workers would come to the to the door and, and give you whatever you wanted and what you asked for. So th- uh, that sounds cool. Mm. I remember the first time I went to, sorry, and remind me again, Case, th- is it Swiss Farms in Delaware County? Okay. I remember the first time I drove through, I was like, wait, so we, we don't get out of the car? We just stay in and they'll bring us iced tea or <laughs> whatever we but want? But you can go in, can't you, in, in some no. Swiss Farms? Nope. No. Yeah, it's just drive, which uh, to, really? me was, yeah, yep. to me was far. And I, uh, there was always, you know, even if there was a drive through there was still an option uh, oh. to go in. But I wonder if this is uh, like a new, I, I, obviously it is a new concept for Wawa, but this isn't the only one. They're already planning another one. In New Jersey and Burlington County. Correct, correct. By the way, what's the strangest thing that you can buy in a Wawa? Is there any, you know, I, I'm trying to think of anything. It's not like a 7 Eleven. Anything you wouldn't expect. Yeah, because 7 Eleven, you can has... get motor oil, yeah. charcoal briquettes, yes. uh, 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 you know, a denture grip, and a sandwich. So, yeah, they have a mini automotive section like, in, do they? They? in the yeah. Super Wawas, not in your, not on the one like in Belmont, you know, yeah. the smaller Wawas. They backed off a little bit of the of the grocery store part of it. Remember, you could buy eggs and bacon and stuff like oh, that. Oh, yeah, and you, you used to be able to like, buy much more, a larger selection of larger, like, snack foods. Like, you know, you know what I'm saying? You only get, like, Mids some of the now it's just their prepackaged yeah, little snack. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's a lot more of that instead yeah. of like a, a larger version of it. Um, I I do think though sometimes I'll go into Wawa and I think I'll think they'll they'll have something and then I'm like searching the aisles. I'm like, there's got to be like it's what? Got, you, uh, you know what? So I went guns. Once, yeah, you know where do you get your ammunition? <laughs> right. Uh, Listen, I have a Glock. Nick, I went for a toothbrush and they didn't. Oh. Have, and they now I was I was down the shore. And so maybe that was like a little yeah, bit different. Yeah, you would think they'd have a little travel kit, right? Like a, something. Yeah, they didn't have uh, no no toothbrushes. Okay. Yeah, I'm surprised. I would think so you'd yeah. find something. Where are your suppositories? <laughs> no, I didn't ask for that. Uh, well, you definitely a, answer- I have a rectal issue from the sand. <laughs> <laughs> Rectal issue. Well, yeah, when I drag my ass along the sand. Yeah, I know why like it was. Sand, I like to make designs in the sand with my butt <laughs> With my butt My hole. version of a Zen garden. Oh, welcome to my beach set. <laughs> uh, here are some of them. I guess it depends on which location. Some do have eggs and bacon. People are, are, are texting. And also yeah. the, the Ambler Wawa has a GNC stand. Ooh. Oh. Uh, motor oil at Wawa. We're getting some texts on these. Uh, yeah, it uh, definitely um, depends on the location. Yeah, Casey, so. you uh, you butt hurt at all that a oh, new yes. Wawa is not yeah. okay. All right, yeah, it, big time. It's going to be in two, Bucks two stores, and none of them are happening in Delco. Oh, right? Yeah, okay. I'm very butt hurt. Right. And and not to mention Bucks County, like that's got to really hurt. Yeah. Oh my God. Absolutely. <laughs> One last thing, it's also like cheating on me with my brother. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> you know. Like, you just cheated on me. Okay, that's one thing. But 
out with my brother? Right, right. Uh, the executive. Only I have sex with my brother. Delco <laughs> <laughs> pride. Yeah. Uh, by the way, a couple of interesting Wawa questions here. Uh, text message-wise, it says, uh, I don't get why Wawa has breakfast sandwiches all day. Why not? Do they? I don't, yeah. No, they don't. This, I don't think they do. Switches. They switch yeah. it out. They do? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, then then I'm eating whale sandwiches. Yeah. That's the, uh, what I thought. The turkey sausage and uh, egg and cheese on a bagel. And here's another one. Sizzly. Surprised Wawa doesn't sell batteries. You guys ever notice that? Wawa does not sell You know what? They batteries. used to, and then they put them behind the counter because people would steal them. Well, they're expensive, and they're yeah. expensive, and, and you, easily stealable yeah. with their jewelry. But yeah. I'm curious as to why they would stop altogether. I guess maybe they ran out of space behind the counter. Yeah, it's possible. Oh, sure. Maybe maybe cigarettes back there. and dip back there. Yeah. Let me see what else uh, we're noticing today. Uh, I've noticed it's been incredibly hot. And I've noticed that um, if you have a swimming pool, it is a wonderful, wonderful thing. I know I'm privileged. I speak from experience. We got one, and it, it was completed uh, two years ago, and it's been my wife's dream ever since she was a little girl to have a pool. We finally have one, and she adores it. Yeah, we just yeah. got one in April. Oh, wait, no, that never happened. We never, <laughs> got, a, we never got a pool. Well, listen, even if you did want to get one now. I wanted to get one in April! I know. <laughs> But even if you did want to get one in April, yeah. the, the waiting list is long, especially once COVID hit and, and people were like, oh. okay, we need a resort here in the backyard because we can't go to one. Yep. And so the, the pool builders have uh, have maxed out, from what I understand. From, from now, in-ground and above-ground as well? All of it, man. That, I'm sure it probably is the case. Okay. Uh, I may only think about uh, uh, in-ground because, because there's you, so much construction. Sure. You can set up... My dad set up our old above ground when I was. You can do it. And, yeah. and above grounds can get the job done. Yeah. They can. And there's not as much stigma with them as there used to be. Yeah. Because they're pretty good looking now. Uh, and you can build decks around them and things like that. And uh, we, we, have we, as we've learned, if you, if you get extra liner, you can make it, you can make it, you know, deeper. Yeah. I, um, uh-huh. if I wanted to order a pool now, 29 weeks. I would have to wait 29 weeks. Before uh, they would start construction on it? Well, I think, you know, including, like, because they're so backlogged. Right. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. the no, issue. That's so, to that well, point. Yeah. here's something that might be okay for you. Swimply. Is it Swimply or is it Swimly? Is this the Airbnb of, yeah. Uh, of pools? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, is an app that allows people to rent swimming pools by the hour. We, we touched on this a yeah. while yeah. back. Yeah. But apparently it is uh, surging in popularity yeah. right now. And and the prices have gotten crazy. Have so they? Yeah. What, what, what are we looking at, Nick? Do you have any, do you have any idea? Well, it depends on where you want to go, Steve. But, uh, like, honestly, if you, and I know you don't want to, but if you wanted to rent out your pool in yeah. your house, you could charge so much money that it would pay for the pool within uh, a year or two. Wow. Hey, Steve, people want this thing, and they're taking act. They're they're um, they're they're going for it. Do you mind sharing that story about your neighborhood and the kids that came by? Oh, uh, it was it, it was this so is, sweet. Yeah, this yeah. Is the coolest thing Steve did, and he's modest and wouldn't <laughs> share this himself. But this is a great story. Well, these kids came at nine thirty at night on a Tuesday night. And these kids, <laughs> I'm getting ready to go up to sleep. You know, and. and, and can we swim in your pool? Mm-hmm. How many kids? It's about four or five of them. Oh, my God. They were the most well-behaved, Aww. most respectful <laughs> kids. And I'm like, and I'm like, um, there are real insurance issues and things yes, here, guys. I mean, with the line, you know, and, and they're like, oh, okay. Oh my and they God. start to walk away and I say, hold on a second. Okay, 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 sir. And so I go talk to Claire and I said, listen, uh, 
There's let's pick a day. I'll I'll be here. I just want to I want I want to meet the the, the parent. Yeah, just sure. to see oh, what the story okay, is. Yeah, yeah. And see if we can do this because I know all the pools are closed. Yeah. You know, and and they the don't have this option. Yeah. And so we arranged we arranged for them to come over and swim, and they had a blast. How old were they? Uh, young teens. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there's no way I would have asked. I would have just swam in your pool. I would have waited. Well, for they like, could have done life. that, and they did not do that. <laughs> and so is... that that they came up to the door. Aww. They were incredible. Thank yeah. you, ma'am. And I'm like, the, okay, listen, I I, I want to reward these kids for being so good, and I complimented the mother. I said, your, your 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 son and his friends were really. So this is why I'm going to do this, so that you know I'm not a sexual predator who wants to sit there because I was sitting. I was going to bed when all this happened. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So, uh, but it was nice. I thought that was sweet on on both <laughs> sides for them to come and, and be yeah. very respectful. And yeah. you know, they had a long discussion about it. They were. Yes. You can see they were nervous. Yeah, yeah. Should we just? I, you know, they put it in a pool. Should we go? I really want to go. Should we do it? Who's going to do it? Are you going to do it or am I going to do it? Okay, well, make sure that you're really nice when you do it and everything. So, yeah, yeah. And the fact that you allowed that, I think that's pretty awesome. Well, thanks. I love that. Kev, you just got a uh, inflatable hot tub. Yes. All right. If you don't mind me asking, roughly how much did you spend on that? Uh, I actually don't know, but I can look up at my uh, Target purchase history. If you give me about an hour, I can get to it. <laughs> because because it, was, it was like, I really don't know. It was hundreds. Yeah, because when I bought mine last year, it was like 200 bucks. That's why I got it. Do you love it? Now, well, he's having some issues. I'm having some issues anyway. with it. I can't keep it clean. Um, but, <laughs> Tell uh, them not to poop in it. Yeah. That's, I, but anyway, the yeah. point I wanted to make is they're like 800 bucks now. Wow. Really? Like Amazon, dude, it's insane. Wow. I know. I should sell mine. Well, <laughs> I drupled in price. Same thing. I saw it because my neighbor is like obsessed with it, and she really wants one. And uh, at Target, it was also on sale with the blow up hot tub, the six person. Okay. If you get right. the Coleman Lazy Z Spa Inflatable, it's only seventy five bucks. Yeah, that's probably not that. It's probably what because oh, it says my- dot dot dot. It's probably some sort of a. Cover uh, for it or yeah, something. Uh, accessory. Or accessory. Yeah. Or my mom tried to order one that was like uh, 50 bucks. And oh, jeez. Yeah, it was it was a scam, and it never Olympic came. swimming pool, 50 I, and bucks. I, and, but I, I told her, I go, they're not $50. Yeah. I, the, yeah. the price is so inflated right now. I said, what you're ordering is not it's not right. a pool. It's, it's not a, a shovel. Pool. Don't, it's a shovel. Don't, and fortunately, her credit card company stepped in and they, yeah, they yeah, credited yeah. her back. But like, it was a full-on scam. Pool, pool kit. It doesn't, yeah, exactly. Preston, it's just a shovel. Yeah, pool, pool building kit. By the way, somebody texted and said, uh, Steve, be careful. Gary Lauer is going to be showing up at the <laughs> Oh, no, Gary. We actually cemented in the pool. <laughs> it looks like liquid. That's liquid cement. It's just drying. By the way, you did a picture. Lauer check last week, and he never <gasps> checked it. Right. Yeah. I know. We Gary. To, Gary, we need you to call in. We need to make sure. Okay. All right. Anyhow, uh, Swimply is the name of that app if you want to uh, rent someone's yeah. pool. Or you can rent out your own pool. All right. I also noticed this. I noticed, I think it was last week, we were getting some uh, texts and emails from people who were complaining about the uh, WMMR radio signal and getting interference. Yeah. And I actually, our um, our chief engineer, Keith Smeal, had gotten back to a listener who had asked a question about it. And here is the definitive answer. And I never knew specifically what this issue is. From time to time... MMR listeners will hear a country radio station coming in, and um, uh, Keith has got it all worked out here, so I can explain to you if Keith you has his own country station. No, no, he doesn't. <laughs> and he'll sometimes borrow our signal a little bit. That's yeah. Keith in the morning. Yahoo! 
I will explain to you what the issue is and why that is, and it has nothing to do with them boosting their signal, right. our signal getting weaker. It doesn't even have to do with clouds in the sky or anything like that. So here's what it is. So um, it's uh, 93.3 WFLS out of Fredericksburg, Maryland. Okay. Okay, so a ways away, about 145 miles from Pittsgrove, it says, is where that location is. Uh, he said, uh, this is what Keith said to the listener, everything being normal for WFLS to blank out WMMR in your area, they would also be blowing out our entire listening area. He said, thankfully, that is not the case. Um, and apparently, he this person who emailed in got in touch with the FCC right. to let them know what was going on. He oh, said, good. the most likely cause of the interference is by, what's co- is, is, uh, by atmospherics, what is called tropospheric ducting. All right. When the weather gets the way that it is now, the troposphere changes such that it carries radio signals great distances. Sometimes it lasts a few hours, sometimes days. There's a website that predicts such ducting. He provided a picture. And it, yes, and it shows a lot of activity starting yesterday. This was from a few days ago. Increasing through the day, intensing, intense today, lessening overnight and through the weekend and picking up some on Monday. When that tropo acts up, there is always the stream in the WMMR app if you want to listen to it that way. So it's this atmospheric condition that you have no control over whatsoever. So years and years of doing stand-up and driving around the country and listening on radios, you know, I mean, this is well before any other option of streaming or anything of that nature, you would sometimes be in one state and get radio from states away. At night. At night. Yeah. I used to listen here in Philadelphia to KMOX AM out of St. Louis. Wow. Because of the AM radio waves. They actually yeah. bounce off the ionosphere and they go over the curvature of the earth and you can pick up signals from that far away in certain proper conditions. Right, right. You would hear it <laughs> on the radio here in Philadelphia. It was crazy. Yeah, I remember driving to State College one year, which is, you know, a pretty decent ways away and uh, being able to listen to an entire Phillies game that went like 18 innings all the way up from Philadelphia to, to State College. Mm-hmm. I wonder if this, um, and maybe you guys have noticed this too, but the, if, if the troposphere... Uh, conditions affect regular sounds. And and what I noticed over the last week is I don't live too far from the Blue Root. And some days you hear the noise of the Blue Root very vividly. Other days it really peters out and it's not nearly as noticeable. Mm. And over the last week, going out on walks or walking near Villanova's campus or whatever, you can hear it much further away for much longer. Does that ring know. a bell with you guys at all? Atmosphere can have an effect. I don't know, though. I've never heard. I've heard it mostly associated with radio signals and things of that nature in just regular auditory. Right. So does that human possibly hearing? do yeah. radio waves also apply to sound waves? And and maybe I should just ask Keith that directly. But it, yeah. it's um. I, it's, Call in. He's having his country show this morning. <laughs> <laughs> Keith in the morning. What is he? Yeah. Call this is Nick. Yeah. <laughs> well, listen, just download the app. So if you're having issues with that, download the app and you can stream us uh, on online. So you don't have to worry about that. There you <laughs> go. All right. Uh, let me see what else. What else I noticed about... I don't get my announcer. Going for the notice. Right, thank you. <laughs> that is not unless you're listening to Keith's new country western show. <laughs> all right, uh, I've been noticing a lot of uh, shark reports lately. We all have been noticing that. Uh, high, uh, ultra high ocean temperatures have helped brew all the humidity around here to set off a record number of tropical storms. Also, uh, appears to be luring sharks. To nearshore waters in the Northeast United States. Yeah, I, yeah. So we have some tips on staying safe in the water. 
I loved this. Uh, our, I, is this the thing I sent over to you, Preston? It is. It, it has one of the dumbest suggestions. Like, if you don't know one of the main suggestions on this one, uh, then you need to be killed by a shark. Is it the one that says, it is unwise to pet a shark? <laughs> that one. Oh, yeah. Yes. It, really? It is unwise to pet a shark. But panicking might be worse, Yes, says here. Uh, the aquarium, uh, uh, according to the aquarium, experts offered several tips, including... If you encounter one, don't make a splash, uh, lest it confuse you for a dinner attempting an escape. Instead, walk slowly toward the beach. So this is if you're near, like, you know, waste high water or whatever it may be. So anything like that, any commotion is what will, will draw a shark. A shark can, it's, it's, it's body, it, their bodies are designed to sense that, um, and when a, when a fish is in distress, it emits sort of like an electronic pulse, and the shark can pick up on that. That's that's what they're tuned to do. That's why um, the splashing, you know, in uh, people in the in the in the surf mm-hmm. will sometimes draw them in. Uh, swimming in groups is almost always safer. It says individuals might be mistaken for prey, but if you're with a group, you should be safer. Oh, I the, never want to be the the furthest person out if I yeah. go in the ocean. Me neither, because they can get the sharks will get you first. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, in fact, but encourage someone else to do that as an early warning to you. <laughs> yeah. no, I'll swim. What kind of what are you a pussy? You won't swim out past the breakers. I'll swim behind like another group of people. I'm right. Like, oh, these kids are yeah, kids swimming out here. Swim out a little <laughs> further. <laughs> Good bait. Yeah, I'll just go behind. Hey, them. let's chum with your kids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And also, the only other tip it has is swim in prime time. Dawn and dusk are sharks' busiest hunting hours. So, for me, I was always fascinated with sharks, and I've read books throughout my life. And that's that. Those are those are things that they they recommend. They also recommend, honestly, uh, just on a, on a on a basic level, if you are uh, experiencing your monthly issues. Uh, menstrually, um, you should oh, avoid. Shoot. You should avoid that. Uh, if you have cuts on your body, oh, uh, things like that, no, you should man. do that. You should not a, a, a very uneven tan. If you have, you know, like 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 a, a, your skin is oh, because it, it seems it, it can flash under right exactly under the water right and, right and be a visual because they right. they look for flashing <clears throat> like uh, like sometimes I know I've, I've when we were doing our, our diving. Uh, check out dive at uh, uh, what's the name of the place? Uh, anyhow, uh, right. the, the quarry, um, <clears throat> Dutch Springs. Dutch Springs. And uh, this girl that we were doing a dive with had uh, white and black nail polish. Yeah, yeah. And so there's fish in there. There's bass and stuff like that. And and they were coming up and nibbling at her fingertips. Yeah, oh yeah. So I could see the uneven tan being a a visual uh, yeah. attraction. Of bait <laughs> That's exactly it. That's why it wow. lures a lot of times. Yeah. You'll say they'll they'll, they'll they flip. The colors. Yeah, the different colors. Ah, yeah. interesting. <clears throat> okay. So oh, and they also say don't get wet. Well, I'm a little nervous because uh, so where we're going in in Montauk, uh, there's we stay on the sound and uh, we can take like paddle boards and stuff like that out. And I always take the kids like I'm the they think I'm the paddle board queen. Like I always, you know, put them on the front and I'll I'll take them out. There's like a dock out that you can go out to. Well, that it's a very tiny beach. It's actually a private beach. So only the people on the block that we stay on go to this beach. And there was uh, there was a seal on there the other day and somebody sent me a video and I was like. Oh, no. Right? That means there's a shark right there. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's so close. I will tell you what, Kathy. So, again, I bring up the, the Chatham, uh, which is uh, in uh, in Massachusetts. And um, the, the amount of white sharks they're seeing in this area, because the seal population has gotten so robust. And that's what draws the sharks. And I think you're fine if you're on the sound side. For people who don't know what we're talking about, uh, the long, there's the Long Island Sound, and then there's the ocean. And in Montauk, you have the option of going on one side or the other. Uh, the sound is usually calmer. 
It is yeah. calmer. However, it's connected to the ocean. It's right. right there. And the, so. But if you just ask the sharks not to go around yeah, the point, But if, but if you'll they be wanted fine. to visit, yeah. they could. <laughs> All right. Uh, a call here. And guess what? It's our friend Lou, who is hey. Lou. Who is Lou, yeah. by the way? Lou, are you there? Hey, Lou. Hey, Lou. <laughs> <laughs> but, Morning, guys. Morning. What's up, buddy? How you doing, guys? Awesome, man. What do you want to talk about? I was just trying. I, I told Nick yesterday I was going to call in and say hello. <laughs> ever, ever since I met uh, Casey a couple weeks ago. That's uh, it? I wanted not... to call in and check in. And, uh, well, Lou, let me ask you something. I think you might. Get any tips to avoid a shark attack? Any tips to avoid a shark Lou's got a shore, shore house, right? Yeah. 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 Yes, I do. Uh, <laughs> stay on land. Stay on stay land. land. Stay on land. Thanks, Lou. I mean, Lou has just given oh, the most oh, definitive way to avoid a shark attack. Yeah. It's right, right there. there. Yeah. And why didn't we even notice it's, that? It's an obvious, but it's not so obvious. Hey, clearly. Lou, Lou, did you ever encounter any sharks when you took that bus to Hawaii? Uh, when I got to Hawaii, yeah. Okay. <laughs> He, he took a bus to Hawaii? Did. What are you talking about? He was, he... I took a bus to Hawaii. Yeah, I, I was telling Casey that story uh, a couple weeks ago when he came to my house. All right, well, do we need to hear yeah. this story? Hey, yeah, 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 yeah. He, he's like, oh, i got to tell you about the time All I right, what's the story, Lou? You want to hear the story? Yeah, come on. All right, well, it was, um, geez, I was like 23 years old. I was with my girlfriend at the time, 19, and I just wanted to get away. My family owned a bakery. I was born into it. I didn't feel like being in that anymore and i just jumped on a greyhound bus and went to california all right so i get the now she never makes it i wind up leaving her in cheyenne wyoming she got <laughs> sick. now wait she she got sick and had to go to the hospital oh, i went in the hospital and i see yeah, she had a liver problem now she said um we wind up having to uh, uh get a social worker who contacted her father and they flew her home because i told her i said i can't stay here we got no money yeah. and i'm not staying in cheyenne because cheyenne was was there was there was dead i walked outside it was just dust right i, said, I can't stay here so i kept going wound up uh my aunt, my aunt picked me up in uh san francisco where she's got land in northern california so i went out there just to you know clear my head a little bit <laughs> And um, eventually moved to San Jose, got a job, long story, beep up. Then in, the, um, in one day, I got fired and I, um, and I got evicted because my, uh, I was renting a room from these, these Arabs and their, their brother was coming in from Lebanon. So I'm like, well, where am I going to go? So I took my last paycheck, got 50 bucks and a one-way ticket and a backpack, and I took off to Hawaii. So... How does the bus come into this? Well, I busted all the way to California. <laughs> oh, yeah, because you said bus to Hawaii. Well, so that's how he presented it to me. I, you know, I, yeah. you know, I lived in Hawaii. I took the bus, and I was like, "You took the bus to Hawaii?" He's like, "Nah, I took the bus to Northern California." <laughs> then I bought a one-way ticket to Hawaii. And who did you live with in Hawaii? I lived with Peter Frampton's ex-girlfriend, Penny McCall. Wow! <laughs> wow, were you guys lovers? Uh, I was her uh, little sex toy. Her little <laughs> sex toy. Look at you. Yeah. And did there, you? There was a there was a guy living there. I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't want to interrupt. There was a guy living there before me because I met him up on the beach. Was he it was Peter like, Frampton? You're with Penny. He's like, you're living with Penny, right? He was a dark hair Italian guy like me. Oh, it was, was Kathy's dad. dad. Yeah. <laughs> it was Kathy's dad. <laughs> 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 she threw him out. She threw him out and moved me in. 
So it was classic seeing the picture of her. Peter actually called one day. I answered the phone. He was looking for her. And it was classic because I knew I could tell by the English accent. I was like, I know who this is. But <laughs> Hey, who, who, so we're looking at, I, I, we're looking at I believe, your, your Instagram picture. Who's the, who's the blonde girl, the blonde woman with you? That's my wife. Oh, yeah. she's lovely. Oh, yeah, she is. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you. Uh, how, how, long did you how long did you last in Hawaii? I stayed in Hawaii almost a year. Okay. Uh, I, I lived six months on the beach. Oahu? Like, living on, on uh, yeah, on Oahu, mm -hmm. uh, on Waikiki Beach. Okay. I lived for six months okay. in Waikiki. And um, it was, I tell you what, meeting tourists and just living off the beach. No no job, no house, no money. But no food. Hustle, no, money. <laughs> no, you're always able to eat. Because yeah. the Hawaiians, Hawaiians used to throw out a net. Couple days a week, we would go out at night. They were trying to capture Lou, and then and then we would pull it in, and then we would heat up lava rocks and put fish on rocks. And oh man, it was Look, amazing, that, dude! You you live that's 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 quite the Bohemian that's life. Right. That's it's, cool. It's like this guy I met when we were in Oahu last year, who who just lives in his van. He just yeah. went to Hawaii. He does have a job though. Yeah, he yeah. doesn't live in and. and and he's got a spot near a beach that he parks and lives, and there you go. Yeah. I'm telling you. No, I, I've met a lot of people like that. Go ahead, yeah, yeah. Li Listening to Lou, yeah. it, it sounds exactly like my dad. I mean, that's what... That's, like your father. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and, In fact, you could be. But listen, you know, I, I just mentioned Montauk a few times. The reason we go to Montauk, the, the reason we started going there was because my dad used to get in a van with his two nephews. They would drive to Montauk. They would live in the van in Montauk for the summer and do, like, odds and ends jobs. They would okay. work on the marinas I, and stuff like that. I used to do that. I used to take the car. I had a big car. My friends would go out. We'd sleep on the beach. And that's the, there is a real bohemian type of existence out there where you just do that. I remember after Jaws came out, we went and tried to catch a great white shark from the beach. Yeah. It didn't really work out. <laughs> um, my dad lived in Puerto Rico for uh, a short time. And he, you know, my dad will tell me a lot of stories. He won't tell me any stories from Puerto Rico. Oh, really? Only the men in the family know the, the Puerto Rico oh, stories. Oh, we got, we'll have to pull for those. Well, listen, Lou. Lou, it's good to talk to you, man. Have yourself a good weekend, okay? Uh, you two guys, I'll talk to you later. Who's Lou? Lou's Lou? Lou's Lou? All right, I'll see you later. <laughs> so we, I was riding my bike, and I turned down the street that he told me he lived on, and I just started yelling, who's Lou? <laughs> two houses in, his whole family was in the front yard. And they were like, and they're like, yeah, we're Lou. And I'm like, are you Lou? Like, do you listen to MMR? And he's like, Yeah. And I met Lou, uh, his daughter, Cindy Lou. Lucille. Who? Yeah. Um, uh, wife Lou. Louise. Cousins Lou. <laughs> oh, I met them all. They gave me water. They were great. You gave me water. You gave them water. Listen, I don't do this for everyone, but I'm going to give you water. <laughs> uh, all right, listen, that's all I have time to notice. We're way all right. on budget here on time. So, uh, But we appreciate it. Uh, when we come back, we're going to get into the B-File also, let's go test out Double Dutch, Double Dutch during this too. break and yeah. see if we're able to pull it off or not, because we, we may get to that. We're going to come back in a moment. Make sure you stay with us. Like what you hear? You can see it, too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on Xfinity On Demand. Now. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Now. Bizarre. WMMR presents Bizarre. Preston and Steve's Bizarre Final. Doctors say that it's a miracle after an Austin, Texas man successfully had a tapeworm removed from his brain. Whoa. Oh, my God. I didn't know they go up there. Doctors think the man contracted the parasite in Mexico more than a decade ago after eating undercooked pork. 
Uh, the worm grew slowly ever since. A scan of the man's brain shows the large worm highlighted in red. He says he fainted last year while playing soccer and had been having headaches for months. He said it's very intense, very strong because it made me sweat, too. Sweat from the pain, pain in the head, and then I would vomit from the pain. Wow. Sounds great. <laughs> yeah. Mm. The neurosurgeon who removed the tapeworm says situations like this are more common in certain regions of the country. Like where they eat bat? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> After it was removed and a little recovery, the man says that he's back to his normal self now. Wow. Ah, oh, that's horrible. A woman has died during an Australia Day cake-eating competition. Uh, the cake is called a lamington. Uh, the woman was taking part in the event when she had a seizure. Witnesses oh, said geez. the pump security guard manager rushed to her aid and started performing CPR while an ambulance was called. Keep going. You're winning. Della Firth wrote on Facebook that she had spoken to the woman earlier in the day. Ms. Firth said the woman went into arrest after she was shoveling the lamington into her mouth. Paramedics took the woman to the hospital. She could not be revived and later died. Please are going to investigate the death and we'll prepare a report for the coroner. Yeah, it's what was the prize that she had you know won? What? I don't know, Steve. Uh, but I do know that the Lemington is a sponge cake covered in chocolate. Oh, I like sponge cake. And it is uh, also coated in coconut. <laughs> Sounds pretty yummy. There's your winner right there. A Colorado fertility doctor being sued for allegedly using his own sperm to impregnate several women says the women don't have a legal complaint because they requested artificial insemination from an anonymous donor, and that's just what they received. He's just trying to uh, cut overhead, Preston. The attorney for I'll the, fill these up. The families suing Dr. Paul Jones said the an anonymity... Uh, should benefit both sides, including the sperm donor. I don't know why the women are so upset. As many as six families have filed a lawsuit. Because look at you! A negligent, uh, alleging negligence uh, and fraud against Jones for using his own sperm and several successful artificial insemination procedures from 1975 to 1989. Oh, my God. So he was doing it quite a bit, yeah. This is happening more and more. How do you... How do you there's got to be a vetting process to determine... Before it happens? Before it happens. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe a taste test. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Ew. It tastes like you, Doc. An Arizona woman is recovering from surgery after getting a sex toy stuck in her bladder. Oh, my Man. God. Oh, wow. There's a yeah. point at which you have to stop pushing. Yeah. It's a case that stunned emergency room doctors and an OBGYN that the woman spoke <laughs> out to Arizona's family. Uh, uh, Arizona's family? Warning others about the product she used. I think it's a family... Your family. Commission or something like All that. Right. Anyhow, uh, she's asked that uh, her name be kept anonymous. Her pleasure turned into pain in an instant. She said, every time I went, it went off, it was like my entire abdomen was vibrating. So does the G&G &G spot stand for gallbladder? Yeah, maybe. So she was, she was talking about her new Vesper vibrator necklace by the company Crave. Uh, she wore the sex toy around her neck, out to dinner with her boyfriend, then used it with him. When they got home earlier this month, she wow. was only using it on the outside of her body as intended. She said, then I moved and out of nowhere, I just felt a really sharp pain. She said, the vibrator was nowhere to be found. Where is it? And he was like, I don't know. Uh, but she could still feel it. First reaction was panic because she said, I had just lost something inside of me that was still going off. With the device still on, she went to the emergency room. Yes, I'm having an issue. <laughs> where several doctors did pelvic exams, but they didn't find anything. Oh, man. Uh, so the emergency room staff was 
you know, they, they had no idea what was going on. Dr. Marchand uh, said he was shocked by what he found on the x-ray and inside her body. He said, I was really surprised when I'm looking at the abdomen and realize this device is actually in the bladder. Listen, we're going to take care of this, but in the meantime, could you hold this can of paint? Uh, Dr. Martian said, I've never seen a case like this in my entire career. They realized the device had actually entered her body through her urethra and oh. went into her bladder. I'm finding it hard to believe that, that it just sort of disappears. I, I think she's, I, I think she's, imbe- she's Something's going changed on. the story yeah. that it ends all the way in that far. Because the urethra is not the other place. Right. The L- butthole. No. <laughs> That lodging itself sideways, uh, they had to... I sur- use all the gynecological terms. They had to surgically uh, remove it. I think we have a copy of you saying butthole in a very <laughs> clinical manner. M- me saying it? No, Steve. <laughs> okay. Yelling it with the, re- with the uh, reverb. I got you, bro. Okay. Uh, the woman plans hot... <laughs> Sometimes I just <laughs> set yeah. aside the mystery of it all and say exactly what it is. It was this. <laughs> it's, it's, not, okay. it's not. It's not. It's <laughs> not. I thought it was ready to go. Uh, We used to have it on hockey. Uh, The woman plans on filing a lawsuit against the company for lack of warning. We never had it on that. I think this is all Casey's fault. What do you guys think? Uh, The uh, company for lack of warning on the label that this uh, could happen even during normal use. It'll be worth the wait. It's not. We're not going to do it. Too bad. We were using it regularly for a while there. I know. And then it ended up like down the thing. It's not. There. Was it ever on the Sorry, hockey? I missed one freaking sound effect this morning, Preston. I totally dunked it. We listened wow. to your heart. Yes, and he did. Shire. Yes. But Jesus Christ, I missed one butthole. What is? How does it make Clearly, you feel I'm, when I'm verbally uh, berating you? Uh, how does it make you feel when Preston uh, comes at you that way, Casey? Uh, it hurts my feelings a little bit. <laughs> and Preston, how does it make you feel when Casey, you believe, hasn't has set up a hockey properly? I think it's hilarious. <laughs> It's uh, an inside look right, at uh, what happened. Nick, how does it make you feel to know you're actually responsible? Not getting I, uh, I own it. <laughs> Sorry to everyone. Mostly the listeners. Um, yeah. I'm moving on. Please do. And then uh, I'll tell you what. In the meantime, I will I will transfer from the Vox Pro into the Zeta system, and I will put it on a hotkey. You're a good man. I, always thought, I thought we had it in, in the Zeta system. All right. Anyway, uh, this is a novel way to get help. A German woman named Lonia Hager was traveling in a camper van with two friends in the remote Nordkap area of Norway when ice made the road completely impassable. The group was scared that their vehicle would slide down the mountain or get hit by another motorist as they waited for emergency services to reach their remote location. So the group actually came up with an idea for her to make a dating profile on Tinder where she was contacted by a local man within minutes. Wow. The man rescued the group using a digger to cut a safe path through the ice. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so... All she had to do was give him a Hummer. Well, she... <laughs> they figured it, they'd be able to find somebody very With, close by. Right, because wow. that's how the app works. By using Tinder. Yeah. It's Super horny yeah. looking for a date. Yeah. Help. Yeah. Uh, the bo- uh, it's not known if uh, the hero Stian Lolenten got a date with Lonia or not. But says he here did that both the mouth and the butt are open for business. He did uh, save them, and there you go. That's what I have in the bizarre file. Oh, and that. There we go. <laughs> he found it. I had to rename it because it was named Steve Space oh. Dash Space Butthole with Reverb, so I couldn't go to Butthole. Well, and there's not- a thousand Steve sound effects. 
So unfortunately, it just wasn't easy for me to find. But I renamed it Butthole, so it's easier. It's get not. Through. It's not your fault. So. <laughs> Don't that was, to me. I think we know whose fault. fault it is. This is a, maybe an impossible question to answer. But how many sound effects do you think we have? Oh wow, oh, uh, thousands. All right, thousands. so on my yeah. side 10, of the board here, I have uh, 500 and 500, so 1,000 on just the instant replay. Right. And then and you have our touch screen. Uh, on the touch screen, so I'm up to how many pages of uh, 10, 11 pages with how Is many on each? 100 on 100 each one? Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. So, so, uh, so 1,000 more in your touch screen, and that's right. just your side of the that's board. That's just my yeah. side, and Casey has. Uh, we, and naming it is like... The worst key. Yeah. is absolutely key. Because then you have to search for it. Well, yeah. and Casey, we, we, there, we early on we tried, well, we were going to cluster all these together. We're going to cluster all... You know what? You realize, no, you're going to need a fart on every page. Right. You're going to need a punch on every page. You're going to so, need a scream because to, to go through everything yeah. is too hard. And, and people say, how do you do it so quickly? This is what we do. This is what we do. We, yeah. we do it every day. But uh, you This know, is we, us, to we, quote their uh, title. We have a couple of different sound effects machines. So we have a Vox Pro, which is, you know, when we get, like, brand new sound effects right, right. from Marissa. Now, I have a sort of a... I'm not going to put it into the Zeta system unless it's been proven that we use it, use it quite a bit. I so, think that's a wise process. I made a mistake by not putting butthole with reverb into the Zeta system. It was, I, it, and it was my incorrect incorrect assumption that we had it there but now we do and that's there you go there you can is. fire that up anytime <laughs> so that's how the world turns folks exactly it's, it should be a soap opera president it should you're right we'll take a break and be right back Check out new music from Greta Van Fleet and Dirty Honey. Plus, Pierre's video interview from Studio Z with Dexter and Noodles from The Offspring. Click contests for your shot at $500. Part of T-Mobile 5G Fridays. Coverage and speed. Who says you can't have it all? T-Mobile, are you with us? What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, 35-year-old Catherine McPhee sending a sweet tribute to husband David Foster on his 70th birthday. McPhee, who married Foster in June, says marrying a 70-year-old man is like starting a wonderful journey with a definitive end date. Oh, my God. Newly slender Rob Kardashian coming out of seclusion and making the rounds, ending up at Kendall Jenner's 24th birthday party and a Halloween party. However, many fear Rob's weight loss might be fleeting because his date to both of those events was a turkey leg. <laughs> and finally, Nick, this is of interest to you. Former Mets pitching ace Dwight Gooden signing with notorious promoter Damon Feldman to participate in a celebrity boxing match. Feldman says Gooden will finally bring an air of dignity and respect to celebrity boxing when he takes on Andy Dick. <laughs> <laughs> and that's your Hollywood track. I have a list of the 50 most memorable movie cars of all time. Uh, this is a... Um, where did this come from? This is... Uh, Kathy sent it over. Axel Addict. <laughs> Axel Addict. Yeah, Kathy. A lot of people don't know. She, she works at yes. Pep Boys. Now, I don't know. If, I, I doubt we'd have time to go through all 50 of so them. So do 49. No, I'll do... How about 25? All right. And then if we have time, I can go back and get to some of the other ones. We can take the time machine. Uh, the DeLorean. We, we they, could take yeah. the DeLorean and go back. And get the rest of the list. There is definitely one movie car that I would say is not... Super duper flashy, and when I reveal it, Steve, I think you would agree with me. But the I, driving Miss Daisy car? No, 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 no. I mean, listen, no, it's definitely a. Actually, shut up. It's it's a ballsy <laughs> car, but it's not. You know, it's not Ferrari or you know anything like that. But I would definitely take it. I would definitely what? take the John Wick car. The, the John one. Wick car is excellent. Mm -hmm. So the, the, the Mustang, one, right? The Mustang. Mm. Yeah. Oh yeah. 
Oh, oh, God. oh, oh my God! Oh, I'm gonna shoot. Yeah, like, um, I'd have to. I'd have to see it again. But it was like a '68 fastback. Or? It seemed like it. Yeah, okay. I don't listen. I'm not an expert. There's a scene in the original John Wick where he takes it out to the airport uh-huh. yeah. and is tooling around in it, and that's the car that they love, that they want, and uh, the the Russian mobsters. Yeah, it's a gorgeous car. Yeah. All right, uh, so here's... Uh, oh, that, I'm sorry, go ahead. From this list, uh, we'll start with number 25, uh, the Starsky and Hutch uh, 1976 Ford Grand Torino. I always loved them. They, they made point of it in the uh, in the Starsky and Hutch movie that for undercover cops, you could not pick a more audaciously loud and <laughs> obvious car to drive around in. Red with a big white stripe yeah. and all that thing. Yeah. Well, the only thing they needed was undercover cops written right. on the side of the door. The badass car, man. It is. It is. Badass car. Uh, all right, then there's the, this is from this list, uh, Axel Attics, I believe is who did this, Axel Attic. Uh The Days of Thunder 1990 Chevrolet Lumina. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, I mean, it's yeah. it's, it's a NASCAR, yeah. right? So, Transformers 2009 Chevy Camaro. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, my, uh, my wife is a Camaro chick. She, yeah. for many years, that's all she had. It's a nice car, but the fact that they made Bumblebee a Camaro pissed me and a lot of other people off. I remember these are movie mm-hmm. cars here. Um, then you have in uh, at number twenty two. Come on, the risky business nineteen eighty one Porsche nine twenty eight. Why'd you go to hell? Is that the one that ends up in the lake? <laughs> it yeah. does. Yeah, yeah, it does. And the nine twenty eight when it went out of favor. As far as uh, I mean, it's yeah. more the I... nine, the nine eleven is what people really really like. It's their it's their more popular, uh, you know, style. Did you like the nine twenty eight? There was a 944 looking, yeah. The 928 was kind of in between the 944 and the 911. You guys remember that? Yeah, I remember the the 944 because in high school, like one person had one, and everybody was like, "Oh, that was like the affordable one." It was like, "It was like, what does Jake drive?" Jake uh, drives a 944. That's it. Yeah, in 16 candles. candles. Yep. Mm -hmm. Uh, But yeah, 928. I thought they were kind of cool looking, but I guess they didn't. You know, they didn't stick. There was a guy in high school at a Porsche. Yeah, really. I'll get a Porsche one day, and you mm-hmm. know what? And I haven't. It's just not practical. No, no. You know, no, no you, I, I have too many kids. Yeah, you can't listen when you have a high school car. You you at least want a couple of people in the back seat, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Galper uh, has a Porsche. Uh, not anymore. No, no. Well, he sold it. He got rid of that got long of box. Got yes. a box. Totally sick. Yeah, it was. Uh, I got a smart car now. Uh, no, he got rid of that shortly after he got it. I don't think he liked it. Well, I'm speaking for him, and I don't know if that's the case or not. But he didn't have that Porsche too long. It was thick, thick. The so Boxster was thick. <laughs> uh, number twenty-one on this list is the Dukes of Hazard, 1969 Dodge Charger RT. Yep. Wait, Charger? I thought it was a Challenger. No, charger? charger, yeah. How about that? How about that? Uh, but uh, yeah, who did the the best thing you can see though are the outtakes of what happened after they made those jumps <laughs> each time in that charger. It just and destroyed how crumpled the, car. the front yeah. ends. Were well, they show a whole bunch of footage like from the Starsky and Hutch movie of those stunts. And they every time the frame bent and cracked, and it was oh. just a, a disaster. I wonder how many. Rednecks in the seventies that had the room and place to go oh, yeah. and jump cars ruin their car. Yeah, doing that from watching. You can do it. Uh, you do it on TV. Yeah, totally, exactly. All right, this is from uh, Ronin. 
1998 BMW 535i. So that's oh, yeah. part of one of the greatest film chases of all time. And I never movie. saw it. It's excellent. Yeah. They're, they're, they're just, I mean, just screeching through these. It, 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 Italy? Was yeah, it, yeah. These little, tiny little Italian streets. I think it was amazing driving. I think it was southern France. Actually. It was this part of southern France that's Italy. <laughs> that's in Italy. Yeah. yeah. You think you know everything. Yeah. But um, that is one of the longest... <laughs> Car chase scenes in a movie ever, and and it never gets dull. It just keeps going. But it, it, Preston, I think you'd like that movie. It's De Niro and Jean Reno, and it's a it's a cool mind bender. Okay, and that uh, Larry the Cable Guy. Uh, He's not in them. <laughs> he was screaming it while they're <laughs> they're tearing through the southern yeah. France in Italy. Get her <laughs> all right, these are these are the movie cars, top movie cars. Actually, you probably could do all 50 of these. Why not? Uh, number 19 is Vanishing Point and Death Proof, Proof, the 1970 Dodge Challenger RT. That I love that car. You ever see Vanishing Point? It's about no. a guy who's sort of a speed junkie. Mm-mm. Okay. I didn't see it. Uh, number 18 on this list is from Christine, the 1958 Plymouth Fury. That was a cool-looking car. Yeah, cool looking yeah. Car. Uh, nine, number 17 on the list is The Spy Who Loved Me, 1975. The Lotus? Movie. Lotus Esprit. So they had, uh, when that movie came out, they sent a whole bunch of those cars out to, you know, malls. And this is the car from the movie. It was just a car that was featured in the movie. It wasn't the car. But, uh, yeah, it was a cool car. My neighbor down the street, Rick, uh, he had a Lotus. And he didn't even have a garage. So he kept it underneath like a, uh, you know, one of those, what do you call those things? It's just car cover, I a guess. Carport. Uh, like a cover. Wait, did he even? I don't even like think a tent? He had, I don't even think he had a carport. No, it was just a car cover, like a yeah. big old blanket over that thing. Okay, well, but I, you know, we would uh, sneak in his backyard and we'd lift it up and take a look at it. But uh, I, you know, for, if you're going to have a car like that, you need to keep that garage kept. Well, yeah, here's the deal, and then people always make that that case. But the the truth of the matter is, the second you drive it out on the road. You, you know, you, you take your Lotus to the Wawa for a cup of coffee. It's going to get dinged. It's, you know, it's, yeah. uh, you can baby it only so much if you right. want to practically drive it. Yeah, there are people that do over baby their car, like never drive them ever. What's the purpose of having it? Yeah. Um, and we had a neighbor who had a Lotus when I was a kid. I remember that. And it was a, it was a pretty slick looking car at the time. Oh, and if you remember in, in Pretty Woman, that's, that's what right. he's driving yeah. in the beginning. He's driving a Lotus. Uh, so, and so remember these are, these are kind of iconic yeah. movie cars. It doesn't mean one is better than the other. Cause number Think 16, you're better than us. <laughs> number 16 is the Wayne's world 1976 AMC Pacer. I love that car that he drives. Do you really? I do. You would. I re- oh, My friend had a Pacer like and so on. Yeah. You like off, you like offbeat things. Pacer and Gremlin are similar, right? Kind of Pacer is a bigger rear window, but yeah, it had that kind of setback mm-hmm. uh, cockpit. The yeah. Pacer had a lot of room. It had a lot of room inside. Did it really? Yeah. So my friend's my friend had a pacer. It was bizarre when we got in. It was like, oh my god, this is really pretty spacious. Yeah. Uh, I we, think which one had the the flip up back? That was a Gremlin, I think. So the, the Gremlin was the car. I, I told the, the story on on the show about uh, Gremlin. He left the <laughs> lid up. He left the back up in the in the garage when he was unloading it. And he backed. Oh no, my and god! Bent it completely <laughs> forward. <God. laughs> All right, here is number 15 the uh, from the movie Duel, the 1960 Peterbilt 281 Tanker. This is one of the most ominous-looking trucks, and the way they made it look, Spielberg's first real legitimate directorial effort. And, uh, it basic, was dirty. And, oh, God. Yeah. yeah. It's a psychological thriller. They, yeah. he, uh, um, the story is this guy's driving, Dennis Weaver's driving a Dodge Dart. Yeah. And he just happens on, on, a, on, a, uh, on a desert road. 
He passes this truck, and from that moment on, this truck is trying to kill him. Yeah. Uh, it. I've never seen it all the way through. It's too, it was too freaky for me as a kid, but it it seemed like it was on like every other Sunday. Yeah, you know what if I mean. If you think about it, it's basically Jaws. Yeah, you know, yeah. that's what they, so, were, they had said. Yeah. yeah, you know the truck that trails uh, Clark Griswold in the beginning of Christmas <laughs> Vacation. Yeah, yeah. All right, it's, it's sort of similar, right? They pass him, and then the, the truck comes after him. You know that that is Kurt Russell's truck in Overboard. That's, really? that's the actual truck in Overboard. That's huh. his everyday vehicle. Really? Same exact car, yeah. How come this doesn't not the, the same route? Yeah, not the same kind of car. It's the same exact car. Wait, is it just a... Uh, I, I don't remember the scene from... Uh... Uh, from the movie. So in the movie... Uh, what kind of truck is it? I'm asking. It's an, it's an old blue right, pickup truck. All right, it's not a... No, uh, it's not like a tanker. It's not yeah, a tanker. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, number 14 on this list is Cannonball Run. Ah. 1980. Don't we have the music? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we yeah, have that yeah. special Cannonball yeah. Run. The <laughs> 1980 Lamborghini Countach LP400S. That was one of my dream cars for a while because... There it is. <laughs> I built the model um, as a kid, I remember. Uh, whatever Lamborghini model was out, and I, I sort of fell in love with it. You drove a, a Lamborghini, did you I not? I did, yes. And a lot of people wreck those cars because they are not prepared for what they're driving. Yeah, I had it for 24 hours, and I I, I did manage to get it to 150 miles an hour. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, which was Way too fast to be driving and way, way, way too scared. No, I don't think I got 150. I think I got like 130. But, uh, yeah. When you have a front spoiler and a back spoiler, which <laughs> this vehicle does. Yep. Do they make the Countach anymore? I don't think so. Okay. I don't think so. I don't think so. No. Uh, here's number 13 on this list of uh, movie cars. Uh, Born Identity, 1989, Mini 1100 Special. Mini. Mm-hmm. Born Identity. I don't, I don't remember driving it. Yeah. yeah that's a, mm. No, no, no. That's not right. No, that's not the year that the movie came out. That's the uh, car. Oh, 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 the 1989 Mini oh. 1100 Special. Oh yeah, he <laughs> drives cute. it down like down the steps in. Uh, oh, in. we're looking at a picture of it. Yep. Yeah. Okay. I thought that car was a bit of a Streisand before. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Wait a second. That's in the top twenty. I think because of what what he does with it. Yeah, it's not. It's not because it's a you know one car is better than the other. It's just think kind you're of these better than iconic things. <laughs> All right, number 12 is the Ferris Bueller Days Off, uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off 1961 Ferrari 250 GT California Spider, which obviously was meticulously taken care right, of in right. the movie and everything. Well, it was a good-looking car, but... I was never I've, crazy I've seen, about it. I've seen cooler-looking yeah. uh, Ferraris. Uh, number 11 is Mad Max 1973 Ford Falcon XB GT Coupe. It's pretty badass. It is a pretty badass car. And then he had the, uh, the after-factory stuff in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, number 10 is uh, the 1963 Volkswagen Type 1 Beetle from Herbie the Love Bug. Yeah. I love that car. I love it. All right, so my question, I actually, it was, it, was, it was cute. I was thinking of that movie last week, Herbie the Love Bug, uh, because it just... The original or fully... No, 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 the original. Yeah. Um, when I watched when I was a kid. Um, and, uh, listen, I liked the movie, but was that movie... Financed by Volkswagen, you know what I mean? Like it almost seems like it's just a commercial for the Volkswagen Beetle. Uh, I don't know. I mean, at the time it was made, there was certainly, you know, there was. I'm sure there was a product consideration, and there were, I'm sure they they were, uh, you know, like for example, Aston Martin wasn't didn't don't, didn't pay 
to appear in Goldfinger. Right, no, but it wasn't, I the guess. movie wasn't, you know, about the car. It was about James Bond. Yeah. This is about the car. Yeah, but, but it's, the, but the plot of the movie is this unlikely car right. being able to do things that, yeah. it, like, it, it won races, you know. Well, it was alive, essentially. Right. But it's like what was it, uh, the the horse racing movie where the freaking zebra ends up <laughs> uh, racing, racing stripes? Yeah, I mean, come, yeah. brilliant movie, yeah. same type of brilliant movie. <laughs> yeah, same Hot type of trot. Thing. You know, that so was another one. I don't think it was a you know, it, it was, was a commercial a... for right. BWs, but I bet you they sold a lot after though. They probably did. Uh, so that was number ten on the side. Number nine is American Graffiti, nineteen thirty-two Ford Coupe. Uh, that was at uh, jacked up. Uh, yellow car that uh, I think, right? That was John Milner's car, wasn't it? Yeah, I, yeah, I think it was. Yeah, it says uh, uh, Milner's 32 Coupe. Yeah. Uh, over 20 classic cars and hot rods. Uh, it, that one won out over them, and it helped the uh, popularity of hot rods with the new generation. Also, uh, though, Harrison Ford's Chevy yeah. was pretty badass in that movie, too. Uh, number eight, we were talking about Trans Ams earlier. Smoking the Bandit, 1977 Pontiac Trans Am. Mm-hmm. That was a bad-ass car. And when he pulls out of the truck with it for the first time, <laughs> yeah, you're firing yeah. it up. You're like, all right, this is good to go. All right, uh, number seven, top movie cars of all time. Gone in 60 seconds, 1967 Shelby Mustang GT500. Eleanor. Uh, of course, was the name of it. You know, I never saw that movie. You never saw it. Yeah. It's, it's pretty good. Yeah. Um, you watch, but you did see Ford versus Ferrari, and and the, the whole Shelby story is pretty. Yeah, wild. yeah. it was great. <laughs> yeah, it was great. Yeah, I enjoyed that. Uh, but yeah, Eleanor is a. Uh, it's it's. Wow. People like to get that model, like like to a T, have it made to look exactly like Eleanor. We're looking at it in the studio. It's pretty slick. And I think on the but on the uh, on the nitrous button doesn't it say "Go baby go." Does it? I think so. Mm. I don't remember. What's on the the nitrous button on your uh, Vespa? What does it say? (laughs) I don't have. I I, I, I don't don't have have a good line, dude. Uh, (laughs) Pass. All right. Number six is the uh, Ghostbusters 1959 Cadillac Miller Meteor, which is what that was, Uh, which was an ambulance, right? Yes, it was. Uh, Wasn't it a Hearst? I thought it no. was an ambulance. No, it was an ambulance. A converted ambulance. Uh, the other one worth noting, the only other ambulance worth noting, it says, was from Cannonball Run, which uh, Burt Reynolds drove. Right, and that guy Jack Elam, whose one eye went in one direction. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. Hey, Casey, you know why they uh, chose a Beetle for Herbie the Love Bug? It had nothing to do with Volkswagen. Okay. Um, they they actually um, tried out, believe it or not, a whole bunch of different cars. There were Toyotas, a TVR, Volvos, an MG. And then they picked uh, the Volkswagen Beetle ultimately because it was chosen. It was the only one that uh, made the crew reach out and pet it as if it were an animal. Ah. Um, And it it got named by Buddy Hackett. Buddy Hackett had a skit about a ski instructor named Klaus. He spoke with a German accent. He uh, introduced his fellow ski instructors named Hans, Fritz, Wilhelm, and Sandor. And at the end of the skit, uh, Hackett would say, if you ain't got a hoibie, I ain't going. And so uh, he, he, who was in the movie, he ended up naming the love bug. Oh, that's right. He is in the movie. He's yeah. the mechanic. Yeah. All right. Then you have uh, the Italian job, the 1968 uh, Austin Mini Cooper S. Again, a mini. Yeah. Uh, and they do have a really cool chase scene. It's, it's, it's terrific. Uh, yeah. Where they're tearing through town and the minis are just, I mean, they're, they're drifting them and they're so small they can get into spaces, uh, especially uh, in Europe. So, um they cite that as number five? Okay. 
Number, Number four, five. The Blues Brothers 1974 Dodge Monero. I never knew the model of that car. Neither did I. To be honest. It's a cop car. Yeah. It's got <laughs> cop shocks. You picked me up in a cop breaks. car. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so they, uh, yeah. Well, the, the Crown Vic used to the be the Bluesmobile. Was the, was the cop car du jour, was Which it is not? probably what all those Illinois cops were driving in that movie as well. Right. I think at, bef- at the time when the Blues Brothers came out, uh, they held the record for most car crashes yes. uh, in a movie. Yeah. <laughs> and they destroyed like over a hundred cars or something along those lines. All right, number three on this list is, and this is a lot of people's favorite, uh, from Bullet, the 1968 Ford Mustang GT390 Fastback. Magnificent car. Gorgeous car. Magnificent sequence. Uh, when they start, so they, you know, he's following these, uh, these hitmen, and they're, they're playing a game of cat and mouse, and they have, they, you know, they put a, he puts, the guy puts on his driving gloves, they put on their seatbelts, and uh, that, that whole sequence, which is around San Francisco, is amazing. And I think uh, it wasn't, maybe it wasn't the Mustang, but maybe one of the other cars that was in the chase lost six hubcaps. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, during the chase. Right. Uh, so that is, that's noted. Uh, number two, Casey, is the DeLorean from uh, Back okay. to the Future. Uh, the DMC-12 was the uh, the model of How that. long were they in production, the DeLoreans? That's a really good question. It was not, a short time. Not very long, yeah. Again, I mean, listen, it wasn't a commercial for DeLoreans, but had... They still been in production, you know, during and after that movie. They probably would have sold a ton more. Yeah. And maybe would have been able to stay in business. Mm. <laughs> How about that? If you had that time travel feature, it certainly would have sold a lot more. Yeah. And then uh, number one on this list is the uh, James Bond 1963 Aston Martin DB5. Just amazing. When he walks in, in, the, uh, in that sequence in Goldfinger. Uh, where he walks over and he's introducing this is Q says to him you know he's your, your new car I guess he'd been driving the Bentley before that and uh, it, all all those things which are now actually a lot of is just standard on cars right <laughs> but uh, yeah oh my God you can do that only uh, only two years of production Steve for the DeLorean 1981 and 1982 and then they went uh, they stopped making them entirely in 1983 wow hang on let's get some uh, ones that aren't on the list I'm gonna go to uh, Marcus hey Marcus good morning. Good morning, fellas. How you feeling? Good. What's up, buddy? I was thinking about the one car that always excites me, and it's from a great action flick in the 80s. It's Stallone in the movie Cobra. Ah. 1950 Mercury. It's just a mean, aggressive-looking car. Like, that's the car you want to drive when you're about to go murder somebody. And and I, I want to like Mercury, please. A ni- <laughs> it was a 1959 Mercury? It was a 1950. Just a 1950 Merc. I can't 1950. Yeah, it was, an old, it was an old car. It was an old car. It was pretty cool-looking. Right. But, uh, yeah, I, I forgot about that. that I mean, was his... it shoots fire out the back. Anything, you know? Any... It, it shot fire, fire out the back? Yeah. The fire exhaust. He's, he's, he's driving a dragon, so how can you not? <laughs> okay, got it. it. All right, thanks, man. Thank of course, you always had a Toyota Corolla, please. <laughs> <laughs> something that's good on gas and something that I can take the kids to school in, please. <laughs> I want a couple of safety features, and I want OnStar. Excuse me, sir. You have a you have a matchstick in your mouth. I know. I'm the disease, and you're the cure. You're the cure. I'm the disease. <laughs> wait. What no, am no, I? No, no, no. He's what the is disease. It? What am I? I'm wait. Am I you're the, the cure. The I'm, cure? I'm, I think I'm the disease. I'm the disease. I'm selling you this car. Then you're the cure. Yes. <laughs> which would make you're the cure to my disease, which is my disease is I don't have a car. But okay. if he buys it, and now it's your car, then, then I'm the cure to the, your disease because I made you money. You could get cure auto insurance. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, if, exactly. If you are interested. It's a crazy world we live in. It is, isn't it? Though? Yeah. All right. Uh, uh, I, I remember that, yeah. 
Hang on, I want to go to uh, Cindy. She's got a comment to make. Hey, Cindy, good morning. Good morning, Gazooks. Gazooks, Cindy, what's up? Uh, I just want to say thank God you saved this conversation for Kathy's son, so yes. she would have been lost. Kathy has been able to do her tax returns during this break, Cindy, and like, it's been good, good good time for you, right? Like zero interest whatsoever. Is there no car? Cindy, is there a car in any movie or any TV show that you thought, man, that's that's a, that's a hot car. That's a car I'd like to have. So I drive a Subaru, and I can tell you if I pass another Subaru, I recognize it, and that's about the extent of it. Okay, <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> all right, Subaru's a yeah. all right, There you go. Thank you for sticking but, with us on this conversation. That's what I was saying. Like it's, it is such a dude conversation <laughs> that you guys could go, you know, this amount of time mm. just talking about cars and movies. Mm. But we, if you are going to do, like, top 25 crafts to buy at Hobby Lobby or things to buy at Marshall. <laughs> oh, yeah, my yeah, God, yeah. yes. There we go. I'm Cindy, there. email me. <laughs> We'll talk about your favorite succulents later on. Yeah. Thank you, Cindy. Uh, by my the way, favorite are obviously the big ones. Here's a text that says, uh, John DeLorean lived down the street from my cousins in Princeton, New Jersey. He was actually a really nice guy, but very weird. Wasn't, wasn't, I forget the whole DeLorean, um, the FBI sting, but there was, wasn't there a, a sale of drugs to, the company was falling on, um, Financial difficulties, if I remember correctly. Oh, yeah. And then there was there's an FBI sting. Yeah, and... he was involved in like a coke ring, Steve. Yeah, I remember that. I thought yeah. there was coke involved. Right, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, hang on a second. Let me go to Jeff, who used to design, uh, help design movie cars. What? Out there. Hey, Jeff, how you doing, man? I'm doing good. You guys work. Nice. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Jeff. All right, so what's, what's your uh, your background? All right, so I used to work for an inventor in an industrial design company, and I used to actually, what I did was I worked for the Danbury Mint up in Connecticut where we designed die-cast collectible car models. Okay. And so what I used to do is go around the country and document and photograph race cars, movie cars, etc. And so when you were talking about the American graffiti cars, I got a chance to hang out with Paul Lamott, who was the actor that played... John Milner, yeah. And um, I hung out with him and got a chance to check out and document the, you know, his yellow coupe, which actually still had all of the camera brackets still mounted all over the frame of it. Oh, wow. that's that's cool. Hey, did he own that, Jeff? He did not. He okay. was good friends with a guy in San Francisco that owned... He had that coupe. He had Harrison Ford's 55 Bel Air from the movie. And I think it was, I forget, the white one that Ron Howard drove. I think it was a Thunderbird maybe, but it was white with, like, red pinstripes. Yeah, it was It was the car yeah. that uh, Charlie Martin Smith uh, bars to, to get laid. Uh, that's, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's a, it's a cool-looking oh, car, that's too. that's funny. Wow. Well, yeah. That's, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it was cool. Well, what, what, what scale was it? How, what scale were you doing these things in? Uh, we were doing them in uh, 124th scale. Okay. Wow. Did you, did you, do you have a lot? Did you keep a lot? I have I have a ton of pictures, as you could imagine. Yeah. Um, and then I have, I think I probably have about 20 or 30 different models of all, all different types of, you know, classic cars, 
Corvettes, Bonnevilles, Ferraris, just all, all different types of stuff. That's cool. Huh. Nice, yeah. man. Very cool. Thanks yeah. for the call, brother. We appreciate it. Dan Burry, man. I've seen this come a couple, uh, up a couple of times text-wise. 1967 Camaro and Better Off Dead. Yeah. That was that's the Camaro I wanted. Okay, that's I what was, you wanted. I was yeah. a fan of Camaros and either the sixty eight or sixty seven I thought were just the yep. most intimidating looking cars ever made. They're just so cool. Looking. You want something that looks badass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If like I Kathy always says that. Yeah. I mean if I had the kind of money where I could have a couple of different like play cars, that would be the first one that I would have. Sixty eight yeah. Camaro. Yep. Nice. nice. I'm like super curious to See what number twenty six on your list was because you only did twenty five down. Oh, you want to? Yeah, number just, on your list? Okay. you can't leave us hanging, yeah. man. Uh, let's National Lampoon Animal House nineteen sixty four Lincoln Continental MK two. Yeah, uh, the star of the show is Flounders Brothers Lincoln Continental. This classy car starts off fine, but gets trashed on a road trip with Pinto Boone and Otter. The car ends up being fixed for the homecoming parade by D-Day, and it doesn't look much like the original. It becomes the death mobile. <laughs> yep, exactly. Thanks for joining in. I appreciate it. We've got to take a break. We'll be back in just a moment. See you. The Preston and Steve Show Podcast. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks.